Sports Podcast. I am Andy Ruther coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host Joey Nocho Prano. Good morning, Andy. Happy Monday. Day before election day, Prano. Vote or die, bro. You're gonna vote? You already voted. I only voted for ballot issues and where I could do a write-in vote. Okay. That's my thing. That's your thing? <laughs> Fuck the two-party system. You know my opinion on that. You didn't vote for... You didn't vote... There's there were some, there were some third-party candidates in California. Not on the... Not on the big... How do you word it? Not on the, the positions like governor, representative. Right. California law does not allow you to write in. No, but I'm saying there's third party candidates. There's like not write ins. There's independents and But you, you can't vote for them on the ballot. I think you can. No, you can't. I posted this on my Twitter. Really? You literally cannot vote for them. That seems weird. They're on they're on like the No, they're not. Ballot that I got. Like the like this the sample ballot. Well well they're not. They're not on the actual ballot, like for governor. It was Gavin Newsom and whoever the Republican he's running against. It, it even says, people who've been elected in the primary, there's no option for a write-in vote. Wow. So to me, that's, uh, that's communism. Mm, I don't know how I mean, those I'm, are related. But. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating. I'm just saying like that's— They're like, you cannot vote for a third party. Also, get in line for bread! <laughs> if you want the bread, you get in line for the bread! You know me though. I'm ready to argue with people about it. Yeah, you're just like uh, you're just out at polling stations, going, "Are you voting? Cool. Do you want to come on Dem Report? You going voting? Yeah, Dem Report." <laughs> I got a lot of feedback from last week's guest because you you know this 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 goes beyond like that episode. People are like, "Oh, you got to argue more." My thing is when you have a guest on, mm-hmm. you you and I have encountered this on Dirty Sports. I don't want to sit there and just argue with someone for 90 yeah. minutes, 60 yeah. minutes. Yeah, like, you you know, Brett Ernst comes and says Tony Romo's the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League. You're like, where do I start here? Do I, am I about to open a wormhole of four hours of telling Brett why he's wrong, or am I just going to let this guy have this one? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if we had Michael Irvin on after watching that the, video? The, the NFL Hall of Fame should only have four players in it. Troy Aikman, Tony Romo. Roger Staubach, Emmitt Smith, the end. Shut down the fucking goddamn Hall of Fame. Who needs it? Is Brett living in Ohio now? Brett's living in Ohio, yeah. Like, he full-time lives in Ohio. Yeah, I believe he does. Has he listened to any of your rants about the state of Ohio? I mean, look, Brett is... I mean, Brett's got a wife. Brett's got, uh, you know, Brett maybe wanting to start a family. He, uh... He went to a place where his money's going to go far. The quality of life, as they say in Ohio. I could love a fucking 10-bedroom house for what you pay for your fucking shithead studio apartment. It's true. So, 
But Brett's, you know what? I always say this about like if you headline, you can live wherever the fuck you want. Yeah. I can't wait to headline and live in like San Diego or Santa Barbara. Like just never fucking be in LA and just get on a plane and just go places and then come back. I'm calling I'm calling you out on that one. I think I think you're full of it. Okay. I can't wait to fucking live small little sleepy surfy area. Just get go out of town. I I do think San Diego if we weren't doing what we do, there's a lot of advantages. I moved to California because I went to San Diego. I was like, yeah, this is it. But I had been doing comedy in New York, so it was like... And and to be honest, I think f- for me as a single guy, I just think the... You talk about quality. I think the quality of person, which obviously would include females, is way better down in San Diego. This is such a fake fucking town, man. Would you agree on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hate to... I don't like to generalize because like, I know a lot of great people in LA men women whatever it's like you it's like the whole thing like you're judging everything as a whole when it's really I mean on an individual basis there's terrible fake people in fucking San Diego there's terrible fake people in New York you know there's traffic in San Diego there's traffic like people always like the traffic the fake people it's like we live in Venice you know yeah I don't deal with traffic there's less fake people like it's like not going out to Hollywood clubs at night. Let's be honest. When was the last time you went to a Hollywood club? I mean, comedy clubs not included. I don't know. A couple of years ago? I, I actually can't. I mean, I can't even remember. Well, where do we want to start today? We want to do our recap. We normally We normally delve into the NFL weekly recap. Why change it up? Let's, let's let's drop in. Let's do let's do the freshest game. Uh, before we do that, I do want to say since you brought up Hollywood clubs, I just want to thank Dirtballs who came out to the uh, to the show last night in uh, at the main room in the comedy store, Comedy Wipeout. It was a great show. Jesus was there uh, with his with his mama, his baby mama, his He's- wife. Uh, Blast from the past. Matt Pedote was there. Drove him from fucking Riverside or wherever the hell he lives. Our boy Ed Kim from down in uh down Porto Shredder. Ed Kim was there. So shout out if I forgot somebody, holy shit, I forget. Uh I'm sorry. Uh but yeah, shout out to all the folks that came out to the comedy wipeout show. Well, now that we're doing some some little in house dirtball fam business, uh I do want to announce that guys, I've already started looking for a new car. So if we're gonna do this car sit in it's going to have to happen. I just want to know if there's anyone out there listening or watching right now, if you are interested in sitting or are we going to just call it a sit-in? Sure. My car, let me know because a lot of things need to be figured out. The prize. Slide into Ruther's DMs with some car emojis, some poop emojis, some Ruther did 9-11s so you jump out in the mix of all the DMs Ruther gets. Yeah, so I just need to know because there's a lot of things that need to be handled legally. For a prize, we would have to get buy the certain equipment to film this. I, I assume just a, like a, a GoPro. Yeah, I got a, I got a couple GoPros. So if you guys are interested, because I have basically haven't had a car for almost a month now, and uh, like last night I rode my bike to pavilions, <laughs> and and then rode back with like. 
Groceries? I put as many oh, things. Oh, you did the homeless guy thing. <laughs> I know. That's what you I'm did saying. the bags on the fucking <laughs> handlebars? No, I didn't have bags. I brought a backpack. The fucking milk on one side and fucking you're like, oh, oh, oh. The homeless guy fucking shuffle? I did feel like a homeless guy. I packed my backpack with as much stuff as I could. And I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. You, why, why do you hate Uber? Well, here's why. I was going to go to Trader Joe's and I looked. It was $11 the lift. And I was being, I don't know why, I was being tight with my money, which is stupid. I was like, I'm going to have to pay $11 two ways to do a grocery shop and a Trader Joe's. I'm not doing that. I'm gonna also, you know they have like fucking Instacart where people just like bring your groceries to you? Half the time it's like cheaper than if you go yourself. It's a good point. I mean, for a guy who's fucking starting an app. <laughs> like, Whoa, 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 whoa. That's, <laughs> that's all under wraps, Prano. Yeah. We, we can't mention that on air. For a guy, I, I'm not mentioning anything specific, but for a guy who's starting an app, you should download a couple. Actually, I kind of enjoyed riding my bike there. I bet. I definitely felt like a homeless guy leaving. People were looking at me, I'm like shoving a big thing of spinach and bananas and avocados in a backpack. Up my ass. <laughs> Shove these bananas up my ass so I can fucking ride home. But anyway, I have already started looking at cars, so Black Friday's right around the corner, which might give me a better deal on a lease. Okay. But no, the dirtballs need to know this. Like the the old Dentmobile isn't going to be there that long. If you guys want to sit in the car, let me know because I really need to decide in about the next week. All right, let's delve into some football. Yeah, there we go. All right, you were performing last night at the Comedy Store, as yeah. you just said. So I don't know what you got to see, but we should start with the freshest game. Sure, Packers. I watched all the way up until it was seventeen seventeen. And so I missed, I basically missed the most important part of the game, but what you going to do? Well, here's basically what happened. The Packers are driving at 17-17. I think they got it down within the 30, fourth quarter, and they fumble. Like, that's game over. Who fumbled? I forget. One of the running backs. Uh-huh. But to me, like, that's game over. Because even if they get three there, it's a, you know what happens. First play after that, the Patriots want to run a trick play, get like 60 yards. Yeah. They score, and they score again. You know, good game, though, for the most part. Brady held in check for the most part. Roger, like the defense has played, the defense has played decent on both sides. Well, can we talk about a big blow to their defense? A guy getting ejected from that game for literally nothing? Slapping. This is ejection worthy now? This is an ejection-worthy offense. I've seen way, I saw way worse incidences of like just hits, helmet to helmet, hands to face. Like every play has a wor- something worse than that. Also, I'm so fucking sick and tired of the guy who retaliates gets in trouble. Like you're you were standing right there. Is it really worse? For a defensive back who's 190 pounds to reach up and slap the face mask of a 275-pound offensive lineman than it is to get fucking elbowed in the back by said offensive lineman? Like, what What would you actually rather have happen to you? You're wearing a helmet, and I slap you in the face at 195 pounds, or a fucking, you're, you're not seeing it, and a guy twice my size fucking elbows you in the back. Well, obviously, I'd rather take the slap to the face, but then I'm going to bring up another point. 
And this goes for classic NFL and Goodell out to get the Pats. Classic. Typical. Been out to get us for years. Deflate gate, spy gate, cheat gate, phone gate, fire gate. Now this. Oh, wait, no, fuck. Sorry. They completely ejected a major player on the other team in the middle of the first quarter for no goddamn reason against you. No, sorry. My, my fault. Well, my other point I want to make is we have instant replay for everything. Why can't we look at that? I'm serious, though. If we're going to review everything and still fuck up all the calls, which we saw a lot of yesterday, if we're going to do that, like you said, why can't we do the replay and go, oh, he's retaliating for the other guy who hit him first. So they both get because, penalties. And then, and then it wasn't announced? They didn't announce him being ejected? His mic wasn't on, yeah. The, like, the whole thing's a shit show. And, yeah, going back to what we were talking about, you and I were texting yesterday, this call on the field shit. I, I've been saying this for years, but this, this, this is, like, the single worst replay rule. That if, when in doubt, the call on the field. Who determines doubt? Like, there were so many plays yesterday that were so obviously wrong that the, the fact that they reverted to the call on the field was nonsense. That was a 14-point swing in that Rams... Saints game where the punter dove and crossed that line. Hecker clearly got a first down. It wasn't even fucking close. You didn't even need a slow-mo. You basically saw his arm reach. Honestly, I saw it when it happened live. Me too. What the referee was standing there was looking at, who knows? And then for them to to go, okay, somebody has determined you've already fucked this up. Now we're going to review it. Everybody watching knew you fucked it up in live speed. And you can't admit that there's enough evidence that you fucked it up in slow-mo? This, this call on the field shit is so fucking stupid. I don't understand it. It makes no sense. Guys, we have the technology there. Why, like Joe has always said, and it's 100% true. Why does the call on the field matter? I understand if you're going to say we don't know at all. Like we literally cannot determine whether we are right or wrong. Fine, we'll go with the call on the field. Even that, that's like the tie goes to the run rule. That's not a rule. It's not a real thing. There is no tie. Look at it again in slow motion and make a call. We couldn't make a call. Fine. Well, what if you if you watched it like this, what would have been your call? And there was also a very questionable call in the Seahawks-Chargers game where it pretty much looked like his heel stepped out of bounds. McCaffrey went out of bounds yeah. in the fucking Panthers game. Which, like you said, changes... I mean, these are guys... You got to think big picture here. These aren't just affecting outcomes of games. Outcomes of games effectively affect people's jobs. We're talking about people's livelihoods, coaches, players. Jobs are being affected. Gambling is now legal. Yes. I mean, remember back in the day, you're like, right. You're like the whole gambling thing. It's like it's almost like a stripper or a, a prostitute steals your money. You can't really go to the cops and be like a hooker stole my money. They're like, you can't fuck hookers. That's illegal. Back in the day. It was one thing if you're getting burned on a fucking backdoor cover or whatever. But now when I'm making legal bets and you're fucking my money up, like you're that's somebody's job now. That's somebody's job to make fucking football bets. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. But anyway, like was that the difference in the fucking Packers game? I don't know. Who knows? Like it wasn't not the difference. I mean, they were talking about it right up until he got ejected. They're like, well, hopefully, you know, the, he's not thrown out of the game or whatever because they've j- literally just switched to this defense and now it's working. 
And then suddenly this guy's ejected? I mean. Yeah. And the same thing in the Rams game. It's going to affect the outcome of the games like we're saying. And it's affecting people's jobs. When, when that 14-point swing happened in the Rams game, and then the Rams go down big, you're like, like I, I like to be, uh, you know, I like to be fair and be like, okay, well, they were getting blown out anyway. So, like, yeah, momentum kills it. But the Rams come all the way back and fucking tie that game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's so fucking stupid. This, again, is the biggest problem in the NFL. It's not any of the other shit. I don't know how, I just don't know why there's, the, the NFL is so, it sucks because I love it so much. It, it hit me, it hits me every Sunday. I wake up yesterday, I, I get up early, I like to go for a run. I'm always, I'm in the, like the best mood Sunday morning when I'm going for my run. Because I think, oh, I get to watch NFL all day. I love it, right? It's, it puts me in such a good mood. These things ruin it, Prano. It ruins the experience for everybody, and it sucks because, they're, again, they're so late. We see these touchdown celebrations, which everyone is loving. Everyone yeah, is loving. Okay, for the most part, but you. But my point is, it took them so long to come back around on that. I just don't know why the NFL. You know what they are? The NFL is your stubborn old neighbor. He's like, get off my lawn. That's I just, I, but it's it just, it's like you've already made the changes. You've already made the progress. You're going to do replay. So just do it fucking right. It's so fucking dumb. Yeah. And like how many times do we have to sit there and go like, like Mike, poor Mike Pereira. What is that guy's job? That guy's job just goes, I don't know what they were watching, Joe. I don't know. Guess I'm wrong again. I'm. By the way, I, that was a new record. I was just wrong for the 12 millionth straight time. Because I watch the shit. I don't know what the fuck they're looking at down there. Why can't Mike Pereira just hop in? He, he, he needs to be like, no, that's, you, you're, you're fucking Why up the call. Why can't it just be an Instagram poll? We all watch it, and then we vote. And then while they're doing the review, it's clearly a fucking, he's clearly out of bounds. Clearly across the front line. Because, you know why? There's too many fanboys out there. No, it wasn't a first down. Do, but do you think they'd get it wrong more often? There's not, there's not, there's not Saints fans out there that don't think Hecker got that first down. There's there, not. There, there can't be. There is. There can't be. There is. I'm telling you, there is. He's he was a full yard over the line. I know, but there is. I'm telling you, fanboy dumb is a major well, problem. I hope those people all live in a specifically below sea level part of New Orleans. Hurricanes are coming. Back to the game and back to the season. Yeah. I don't think the Packers make the playoffs. I know they're only, what now? 3-3-1? Three, three and one? No. 3-4-1. Three, 3-4-1. and, one. Three, four and one. Yeah. That's what they were entering the game. I don't think they make the playoffs. That's, that's my big hot take. Not that it's that crazy of a take. I don't think they make it. Patriots, are they the second best team now in the AFC? Um... Yeah, probably. Behind the Chiefs? Yeah. Who else would be? The Steelers? Well, we can get to it. I, I, I got I got a, I got a team I'm liking the way they're playing. Who? The Chargers. Your Chargers. You didn't like you didn't like them coming into the weekend. 
No, if we, if we roll back the tape, that was a game I was not a fan of, but I had to pick Seattle simply for our bet. All right, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, but I'll just say it. Dare I say that the Chargers are a more complete all-around team than the Chiefs defensively. Okay. Obviously, offensively, it doesn't compare. Right. Special teams. I mean, we're probably going to give it to the Chiefs, although nobody's punting to uh, Tyreek Hill anymore. Yeah. So it's like you, you've taken him out of the equation. And they don't have Joey Bosa, and he's going to come back soon. I'm just saying, are the Chargers all around, or am I fucking nuts to say that? Well, I mean, it, you're, you're talking about um, like more balance. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, maybe. And in the long run, would you take that team like it, it, in a vacuum? Do you take that? You look at two teams and you're like, okay, that one's just more balanced all around, probably a thing. But if the Chiefs keep playing the way that they're playing, are the Chargers going into fucking Arrowhead and beating them? Like that offense is just like on another level. It's like the imbalance is like so great. Like the Chiefs' offense is like ridiculous. Yeah. I like the Chargers too. I'm not like crazy on the Chargers train. Like how much better are they than, you know, past Chargers teams who just also have not gotten it done. Sure. But no, I look, I didn't everybody was saying, Oh, in Seattle, like I fucking knew that game. I knew that was a Chargers win. Going into the weekend, I knew that Chargers win. Coming out of the weekend, I knew that was a Chargers win. When Russell had the ball down the stretch, I knew that was a Chargers win. Chargers were winning that game. Chargers are a good team. Seahawks, not so much. Your Seahawks got to go 5-3 and three down the stretch now. Yeah, I know. They got the Rams in L.A. next week. I'll be there. Yeah. How you feeling about that bet? Feel good about it still? I mean, it, it was a bet. It's 100 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Whatever. Do you think? Do you think uh, the Seahawks should have choreographed that out pattern that Russell threw a pick six on? Was, as much as they choreographed their twelve man dance routine in the end zone I mean, throughout that, the game. I mean, that was a bad pass. That was an awful pass. I, I'm not going to make excuses for that pick six, but that's one of the reasons I defend Russ. Is he normally doesn't make that pass? That was that was his. To put things in context, they said it. That was his third pick six in his entire career. This is his seventh season. So he's averaging a pick six once every other year. He doesn't normally throw that. That was an awful pass. There's no excuses for that pass. To go, all- back to, to go back to my question, though, should they have taken, should they have spent a little more time on that, that choreographing that play as they did their 11 man fucking touchdown? Like, come on. The, the, I still can't take the, after practice, we're going to get six guys on the offense together and we're going to teach fucking white linemen dance moves and that fucking the tight end how to fucking do this. And we're going like, I mean, the goddamn choreographed dances, the cell phone. I don't I, I have no problem with celebrations. I am a f- huge fan of celebrations. I have a problem with the fucking pre-planned choreographed. What's, what's your problem with the cell phone? 
uh, he, did he go out there before the game? Is there one under both goalposts? Yeah, did he th- send there a was. fucking did he send a fucking guy out there? Also, how about this? You're doing a cover song? This is what we're doing now? I'd say you're Do the one, icky fucking shuffle. I'd say you're one of the the few people that didn't like the cell phone. I I, I think there was I yesterday during the game people didn't like it. In the post game people didn't like it. Lots of people didn't nah, like it. I don't know about that. The cell phone like we did the cell phone. Joe Horn did the cell phone. It's, it's a throwback. It's fu- yeah, it's a throwback. Like it's you're you're doing a cover song. Man. I, I to me it's just like I don't care if you fucking but do how, but all how, of Michael Jackson's thriller. It's Halloween weekend. You score a touchdown. Da-da-da. Fine. Do it. But like the pre-planning was that he didn't score last week. Was the cell phone there last week? And then he just pulled it out this week when he fucking scored? Like, stop. with the, all the Anything that involves pre-production, just stop it. I mean, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. It's not, it's not affecting the game. I mean, it could have. Possibly Michael Thomas's touchdown. The wide receiver who ran a shit route. That cost the Seahawks the game was also part of a six-man dance troupe that celebrated their first touchdown. He spent time that week practicing that dance move, and he fucking nailed it. And then he duffed her out, and the Seahawks lose. Maybe, maybe the half hour that took about, you to— You're not talking about the pick six, are you? Yeah. That's on Wilson. Dude, you literally tweeted yesterday 100% on the wide receiver. Oh, that was a joke. That was me being 100% sarcastic. The the last play of the game was on. Did you see the last play of the game? Mm-hmm. He threw it right to the receiver. He just dropped it. And, and the Chargers need a new kicker, by the way. They shouldn't even have been, that shouldn't even have been a game. I just like I again. I don't want to be grumpy old man because I'm not grumpy old man. I don't care if you celebrate. Go huge with the celebrate. Grab the cheerleaders pom poms. Eat the cheerleaders box. Fucking salsa dance on the cheerleaders. Face while you eat her box and you have her pom-poms. Shit out a pom-pom. I don't care. But just the the pre-planning. I just don't like the pre-planning. It, it, to me, it just it just it's reeks of nerd. I don't mind it. Well, I will be going to the Rams Seahawks next week. I will be rooting for the Rams and also, get, will you be rooting for the Rams? Get to see my boy Russ. Got my tickets on SeatGeek, the only app where you guys should be getting your tickets for NFL games. You can also get concerts, comedy shows, TED Talks. I mean, I saw I saw I could get tickets for SeatGeek to see Jordan Peterson coming back to LA in December. I love SeatGeek because it shows you exactly where you sit, and I don't want to name any other sites, but SeatGeek actually has a way better view. It's much easier to use. And I'm not just saying this, guys, because we work with them. It's a fact. SeatGeek is much easier to use than those other ticket sites. You should use them before you go to any live event. Best of all, all the Dirt Balls get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. That's right. It's my Rams tickets, which were $250 for two tickets. Got that down to $230. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $20 off your first ticket. SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. So if you guys want to uh, hit me up next week, it's a, I think it's, a, I believe it's a 125. Who are you going with? I don't know. You just bought two tickets. 
Gonna roll the dice. Wow. Uh, I see we're having tech issues. People are saying the sound is bad. I don't know what that is, guys. I apologize. Um, not sure. Everything was set up correctly the today. Zoom's working properly, and yes, everything's on. So I don't know. My apologies to YouTube Live. But I do want to bring up one last thing about my boy Russ. I have to bring this up because I was getting I was getting into a debate with a dirt ball last night. Um who just called Rush hot trash. And I'm just like, I, I don't like blanket statements. So I went on a deep dive. I went on, I've been going on these deep quarterback dives like I did last week as far mm-hmm. as backups. Russell Wilson, let me ask you this first of all. We're not going to have a debate. I, j- I just want to ask you. If I said to you, where do you think Russell Wilson is after his first six, after his, w- with current NFL quarterbacks, after all of their first six seasons, where do you think Russell would be as far as touchdown passes thrown? Third. He's right up there, which I found I was surprised. I just want everybody to listen. So everybody, everybody who wants to shit on Russell Wilson, we're talking full six seasons, and I didn't, I didn't count guys who weren't sitting. Like I'm talking Phillip Rivers right. when he started, when he you know, w- w- became the quarterback. After six seasons in NFL history, this is Russell Wilson's seventh season. He has more, he's thrown more touchdown passes than Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, and Cam Newton. I just want, I just want to put that out there. And I know touch, what's going on out there? I know, I know touchdown passes isn't the end-all be-all, but sure. I'm just saying, I just named guys Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Cam Newton, he has more touchdown passes than all of them. Philip Rivers has one more after six seasons. I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. Don't you think that's a very telling stat of where he's at? I mean, you are, you are literally Mr. Like, you can't just cherry pick stats. You took, you, took, you took touchdowns. Where do you think he is in getting sacked? Where do you think he is in, like... There's a million different stats. Russell Wilson has been great for the Seattle Seahawks. But also, and I've said it uh, about Russell Wilson the whole time, is like you have to take everything into consideration. It's not just in a vacuum of the first six years. His first year, they went 11-5. and five. His second year, they went 13-3. and three. His third year, they went, what did they go, 12-4? and four? I think they went 12-4 his second year. I don't know. Okay. And then since now, now we're trending down. Sure. And where where does when when everything evens out, where is he? Oh, he just threw his first pick six. And how long? He just threw his first. But my argument is this: his his numbers. Just to me, again, this brings up the bigger question of the quarterback. His numbers, in general, are not going down. His passing yards, his touchdowns, his completion percentage; those are for the most part going up. So my argument is, yeah, his team is worse. How much do we put on the quarterback versus well, more, the team? More than we put on any other position in in essentially any other sport, right? Be- because my question is this, because I want to bring Drew Brees kind of into it as well. The last time Drew Brees led the NFL, all the NFL, in both passing yards and touchdown passes in the same season— 
they went seven and nine. Right. Because he didn't have the best team around him. Right. So my, my argument is But also, do you want your quarterback leading the league in passing? But the argument again always back could be if he doesn't have the backs that he has now, Kamara and Ingram. He's throwing for more yards, they're they're winning less games. Because he has to, though, right? right? Exactly. So then my argument is, but then how much are we putting on the quarterback just in general? I mean, we see Breeze now. It goes it goes back to the same thing. Tom Brady has five Super Bowls. He has three as 150 to 250-yard game manager Tom Brady. He has two in three times as long, uh, as many, three times as many seasons. Three times as many seasons. Yeah. In the first five fucking years, he had three Super Bowls. In, in those last 15, he's got... Two Super Bowls as 400 yard fucking the MVP, the GOAT, five rings. Yeah. Uh, again, it's the same thing we talk about all the time. I think that there's, look, this is why I, I you know, we talk about Breeze. I, I love Breeze. Breeze is fantastic. Breeze is, Breeze is getting a chance to jump into maybe our group of top five all time because late in the career he has the running back and he has a defense-ish. And if he gets another Super Bowl, you can't, you know, if you if he wins four playoff games this year or three playoff games this year in a Super Bowl, you can't deny what, what that does for somebody's legacy. But you have to consider that Russell Wilson threw for 185 yards in his Super Bowl win. And since he became fucking... An MVP candidate, their wins trend down because the team got worse. That's 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 all I'm saying, right? And, and I want to say something about Breeze real quick. He's having a really good year. No one's talking about him for MVP. Yeah, they are. Are they? Yeah. I mean, I know everybody's on I mean, my homes. There's, there's 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 morons out there that are talking about Cam Newton for MVP. So trust me, there's Breeze. I, I'm just saying there. through. Through eight games, you know, he's thrown 18 touchdowns to one interception. Now, obviously, Mahomes has thrown, I believe, what, 26 or 27 touchdowns yeah. and for, for more yards. But Breeze is completing 75% of his passes. I'm just saying, the team's 7-1. and one. Obviously, again, he has a great running back. Who I also, I, I know you might think I'm crazy to say this, I think Alvin Kamara is underrated. Okay. Why is he never mentioned as one of the, as one of like, the, everybody wants to say, always say he outplayed Gurley yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason is because when My, you look at when you look at those two teams, no one like it's the same way as like maybe Goff's underrated. No one talks about Goff as whatever. You, you, when you look at an offense, you're you. It starts with can you be properly can you be properly rated if you're like one of the best running backs in the NFL but you're not talked about as the first guy in your offense Michael Thomas is also fucking underrated I was just gonna say I I put that on the rundown Michael Thomas is underrated completely underrated why are we never mentioning him as I mean I think a lot of people are I mean I think a lot of people would say Thomas is a top five receiver in the NFL I think a lot of people would say Alvin Kamara is a top five running back in the NFL I don't think a lot of people would say Russell Wilson's a top five quarterback in the NFL. If you want to talk about overrated and underrated, but like that's why I would. Maybe you need to get your ratings in order. No, because again, you're underrating these guys apparently. 
the Russell that that's why I bring up stats like that. We're gonna like like you said you would for sure take Matt Ryan over Russell Wilson, which to me I'd say well if you look at their numbers and you look at the teams like Matt Ryan's had good teams too. Yeah, Let, let's not deny that. Like they've they both both I find them very similar actually. Russell yeah, Wilson, so do I, and Matt Ryan. They came into the league to good teams. Yeah. Like he was on some stacked teams that got upset. I mean, in the playoffs. Didn't come, they didn't come. Like Russell Wilson came on the team to a good team. Matt Ryan was the number one overall pick, so he can't. He couldn't have been on a good team. We're not the number one overall pick. Matt Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, he was. No. Pretty sure he was. No, he was like tenth, bro. Was Matt, he? Matt Ryan. I'm gonna say the twelfth. I'm pretty sure Matt Ryan was the first overall pick. No way in hell. You want to bet that hundred dollars? <laughs> Let's see here. Matt Ryan, third overall pick. He was third. Yeah. Damn, he's thirty-three now, huh? Yeah, he's the third overall pick. Well, anyway, I, I want to say one more thing about the Rams Saints game. If you're a Rams fan, you should want no part of playing in New Orleans in the playoffs. Now, I, I hold on. I know they came back, which showed a lot. It did show a lot. I just, I still get scared of the youthfulness of them. Sure. Look, the inexperience going to, in that dome in the playoffs. To say the like to to give them a choice of playing in Los Angeles or giving them a choice of playing in New Orleans, it's not even. It's obviously not close. I mean, you're going to take a home game every day, but you also talk about. Like, the Dome is a place that you don't want to play for the Saints' purpose, not the Rams. Like, I, the Rams scored how many points yesterday? 35. Like, I, like, it didn't seem like the Rams were super affected by being in the Dome. Their defense was. Okay, their defense has been – look, their defense has had question marks the whole year. The Saints' offense is really fucking good. The Saints achieve in the Dome. Like it didn't seem to me like the Rams like oh the I I don't feel like the Rams defense was like oh god all the noise do you know what I mean like the the New Orleans Saints are just that much better in, in the, the dome. dome but that's my so point the, the breeze but like yeah I agree with you of course that no one wants to play there I mean Michael the playoffs, Thomas but guys Michael Thomas had two hundred and ten yards yeah. yesterday but he shredded like Marcus the idea Peters. the idea of them like to it's not. It's not ludicrous that they win a playoff game there. Of course, they don't want to, but like I don't think it's like, oh my god, I give them zero chance on the road in the dome in the playoffs. I would give them a very small chance, me personally. Even with the way that game went, just in terms of breaks, in terms of like again the Hecker play, it's a fourteen point swing in that game. I mean, we're also that, assu- that Michael Thomas touchdown at the end. Marcus Peters, I mean, he he, he didn't he didn't fucking dominate Michael, Marcus Peters on that play. He they snapped the ball. Marcus Peters wasn't ready. He ran right by him. He is such a gambler. That's Peters. that's what I've learned yeah. about him watching yeah. him this year. He is like interception or shit, sixty yard touchdown. He's certainly not a lockdown. Quarter. No, not him. not at all. The Rams need to keep to lead back. I guess he's coming back uh, at the end of November. They really need him back. All right, you want to get through some of these games? Sure. Ravens, Steelers, I did watch a lot of that. Your typical AFC North, which you hate. A, a kind of a grinded-out game. 
free-for-all right now for the Ravens. Steelers are looking a lot better. They're settling in defensively. Dude, what's Le- – I mean, we got to just address this Le'Veon Bell thing. I mean, they're now that we're, – we're only a couple weeks away from him not being able to come back, right? I mean, Connor had 100 yards again. Connor, I saw, was their first player ever in Steelers history to have whatever it is, 1,000 yards – all purpose in this many games or whatever like he's he's trending from a yards from scrimmage running pat like passing receiving and rushing he's better than Le'Veon Bell has ever been through seven games or whatever it is Connor has established himself whether it's on the Steelers or whoever he's a starting running back in the NFL without a doubt I just don't understand the Le'Veon Bell thing I went and I looked back because I was curious yesterday so this is what happened to remind everybody the Steelers offered Le'Veon uh, $70 million yeah. with $33 million guaranteed. Now, the, the Rams gave Todd Gurley $60 million with $45 million guaranteed. So it was $12 more million guaranteed after Le'Veon turned that down. But if I'm his agent, and obviously his agent is the one deciding all this, right? Who knows, man? We're hitting the panic button at this point, right? I don't know because what's the play here? The panic button because they've done this before. This, this, I mean, this is not the first time. Le'Veon Bell has been fucking suspended. I mean, every year, every year, I would do this. Who who's playing for Le'Veon Bell for four games? D'Angelo Williams, fucking let me take him. Great, my running back situation on my fantasy team is gonna be fucking awesome. I'm gonna have a guy for four games. Like they've done this. I don't know how he thought that they would be in position of strength to go into this season thinking let's just let this guy play like i'm just not sure what his strategy is at this point what's his end game to not be on the steelers i don't know that's a great question it seems like that is his end game to not be on the steelers Uh, or else he would come back or is he now just in a game of chicken and he's losing and he doesn't know what to do I think it's now gone the way where he doesn't end up on the Steelers. And he just gave up $14 million this year? I guess. He's already lost over $7 million. I guess. Seems dumb. It's a bad agent. That's what I'm saying. The agent made a pretty big mistake on all this. If he had just played this year, he gets that $14.5 million. Right. But who the fuck knows? Then he gets hurt, and then we know how it goes. Like he gets hurt, and that's the only fourteen million he ever gets. And then, yeah, you got to protect yourself. I understand that. It's just like, dude, you got offered seventy million dollars. Just fucking take it with thirty three guaranteed. Yeah, just take the fucking money. Yeah, uh, guys, I don't know. Real quick to hop in, I don't know what's going on. Everything is connected. We're connected. Everything's on. For some reason, the sound is whack on Janky. YouTube. I don't know. I, I listened with the headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a listen to the headphones. It, it should sound accurate. Sounds fantastic over here. Doesn't it? Yeah. Does it sound great? Yeah. So everything is connected. I don't know. Fucking uh, YouTube. Classic. In fact, the Mevo is all connected great. Yeah. So anyway, my apologies and everybody who's on YouTube. You can always go to the audio when this is out, and it should be sounding great. Okay, moving on. Let's get through some of these games, Prano. Ravens are, uh, I mean. Ravens will not make the playoffs. Right, but, but man, they, they, were, they were looking nice for a minute there. 
they just, dude, Flacco, I mean, and that offense is just, they just can't score. Yeah. There's a couple teams in the league that just have no, the offenses are, in the in the age of the high-powered offense, if you're just coming with like a fucking old school, middle of the road, grind, you're, you're just not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. Redskins, Falcons, watch that. Boy, Matty Ryan looked pretty good in that one. He did. I hope I took them. I don't remember. I don't think you did. I'm pretty sure you took the Redskins. Did I? Yeah, I'm almost positive. Ugh. It's a great week for me. I know that. I think one of the only games I got wrong was the... Uh, was this your big comeback week? Was, uh, well, the the Packers... I think I took the Packers last night. But then before that, I think one of the only games I had gotten wrong was the uh, Rams-Saints. You took the Rams? I did. I haven't looked. I have not looked. But the Falcons are now 4-4. Four and four. Mm-hmm. They're going to wreak some havoc in that division. Yeah. Because the Panthers are 6-2. and two, The Saints are 7-1. and one. The Saints have a really tough road. The Saints have a really tough road? I, I just think because they still... That division's a lot more competitive than the Rams division. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely. talking for number one seed. Right, right. I agree. I, and I said that the whole. I said that the whole. I think the Rams go fourteen and two, and I don't think the Saints go. The, the Saints go. You know, twelve whatever. and four. Yeah, thirteen, 13 and three. three. Yeah, yeah. Jets, Dolphins didn't watch any of that. Nothing to say. Yeah, why would you? I the did, Jets. I did watch a fan fight though. A, a, a fight in the stands. It was between. It was between a Jets and Dolphins fan, and the best part was. Throughout the whole thing was a guy wearing an Odell Beckham jer- Odell Beckham Jr. jersey watching it. Nice. Like, like he's in the video. I'm like, what is happening here? I uh, I tweeted it yesterday. I, di- I only got to watch for a little bit, and then I was busy replying uh, freezing cold takes to everybody who was like, fucking Giants should take a Darnold, fucking stupid fucks. I don't even like, I'm not even a Sam Darnold hater. But like... I mean, they're talking about now, like, should they bench him? Should he get more time to, like, develop? Like, this this idea that... Four picks. The Giants fucked up not taking the Darnold-Allen-Rosen combo. I still say, I still think Rosen's going to be the best of the bunch. I don't know. You know my feelings. I'm lukewarm on all these quarterbacks. I, I was lukewarm from the beginning. That's why I said I love the fucking pick. I don't think any of these guys are a sure thing. Like Baker Mayfield yesterday. It, it's a, like the, one of the interceptions I was watching live. It was a bad interception. Yeah. You just can't do that, man. Especially when you're going against the Chiefs. But yeah, uh, we're, what were we on? Uh Redskins, Falcons. Then we went to Jets, Dolphins. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Jets, well, Dolphins. What a joke. Fuck but, you guys. Yeah. Let's bounce around. Vikings, Lions. I think the Vikings had ten sacks. Yep. Lions. Lions should get. Lions should punt on their season. Lions should. Lions should get rid of everybody. I, I, free Matt Stafford. You talk about fanboys. I mean, the 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 Lions are making the playoffs. Tweets that I've gotten. This season. Who are you guys? Who sent you that? Like numerous people. Lions winning the NFC North. Lions playoffs. You guys should get together with the Cam Newton fucking MVP fanboys. Have a fucking fantasy island party. Bears, Bills. Oh, my God. Buffalo. 
I saw. I did see. Finally, I did see some Bills fans just like start to turn. Oh, bro! Yesterday, when we get the dirtball calls, we got some angry Bills fans. Uh, th- there's a good one. I'm gonna play. I-, I saw some Bills fans turning. Thank God, Peterman. When he threw that pick six, at that point in his career, he had as many touchdown passes as pick sixes. Yeah. Uh, how about the Bears? That, that's another. That's another like. I think unreasonably turned fan base. I don't think they'll do anything in the playoffs. I think they'll make the playoffs, yes. Yeah, you think they're going to make the playoffs? I do. I think they'll probably make the playoffs, too. Certainly not a guarantee. I think think maybe them and the Vikings come out of that division to make the playoffs. Who wins? I don't know. So you're thinking two NFC North teams? Yes. And two NFC South teams? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. You're like you're like wait then that rules out my Seahawks so I got to do some math here. <laughs> well, Seahawks need to turn it around. Yesterday was a huge loss for that to happen. It just it didn't work up out up there in Seattle where the where the crowd is wild. The twelfth man. They are good though. You, you like to shit on the twelfth man. I just think it's uh great. They are good fans. I've heard I've heard nothing but good things. But I'm saying like. Seattle is one of those legit home field advantages, I would say. Yeah, they went 4-4 four and four there last year. They did better on the road last year? They won nine games last year. So went 5-3 and three on the road last year. Interesting. Like Arrowhead. That's a place I don't want to play. Sure. Certainly when you're... Well, like... Look, it's just like anything. It's, you know... No one wants to play in the fucking dome when the Saints are good. But when the Saints are fucking 7-9, and nine, it's like, oh, God, we don't want to go to the— it's, it's, you know, when the Seahawks had the best defense in football, yeah. I didn't want to play them on the home, at home or on the road. I want to talk about— what do you, did, what do you make— I, I just got to read this. What E.J. Manuel, former Bills uh, first-round draft pick, wrote. I mean, I can't wait to—I don't, I don't know what he said. He said he he put this out on Instagram. I usually never open up about my situation in Buffalo, but the fact that this guy, referring to uh, Nathan Peterman, the fact that this guy had multiple games with four plus interceptions, and I still don't have a job in the league, unreal. Say what you want about me, but never have I ever done that. Forget a learning curve. I didn't get the luxury of being able to use that as an excuse. I wonder why. Well, first of all, this is what I want to say to that. You should have been drafted in the first round. That was the mistake. To Buffalo. You said that from day one. I remember on this podcast, you're like, this is a guy who plays in Florida. Remember that? I, do I remember it? I remember everything that I ever tweeted that some angry asshole came at, me, came at me about. I bet you I could find it right now. How many times do you think I tweeted about EJ Manuel in my fucking entire life? I could find it and I could find it. I remember. I wish I fucking remember. I wish I had my elephant memory for this one. Fuck you. He's actually from Virginia. So help me fucking find this now. You fucking loser. You fucking racist loser. Now EJ Manuel is putting on fucking Instagram stories about it. And guess what? Then he played in Oakland and he sucked there too. Big fucking crazy athletic quarterbacks for big fucking programs where they never get fucking touched. I can't believe he didn't make it in the league. Yeah, look, Peterman sucks, but Manuel, you wouldn't be doing any better. Uh, maybe he would. Maybe. Peterman sucks, but guess what? The the he's pissed off about what the year, essentially one learning curve. Like 
yeah, you're right. Saying saying the words learning curve is offensive. But Peterman's not going to be on the fucking Buffalo Bills next year, and he probably won't be in football next year unless somehow some ludicrous team, the fucking John Gruden Raiders or something like that, decides to go into the bargain basement and fucking pick up Sam Bradford for $200 million and get Nathan Peterman to be his backup. Sam Bradford is unemployed right now. Cut. Fuck. Thank God. I mean, at least the Cardinals were like, geez, we already paid him. Just get him out of here. His cross eyes are freaking out Josh Rosen. Sam Bradford has made $137 million. I, I saw I saw Damian, I think it was Damian Woody, or somebody called him the Finesse King yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let me repeat that to everybody listening. Sam Bradford has made $137 million. Was never good, ever. Just fucking year after year. That, if EJ Manuel wants to tweet, he should tweet about that. That's that's Nathan Peterman for a fucking decade. Oh, he had a really good year, but blah blah blah. And then, oh my god, I almost I almost blew up the internet yesterday. Some guy was like, Bradford's best year was with Pat Shermer's offensive coordinator. This should bring him in fucking New York Giants. I was like, kill yourself. Literally, Sam Bradford in his best season, has never played as well as Eli Manning, the washed, crumbling, degenerate version of Eli Manning is playing right fucking now. Sam Bradford is the worst. Sam Bradford, they should make a fucking Ocean's Eleven movie about Sam Bradford where it's just 11 different versions of cross-eyed Sam Bradford stealing money from casinos. They, the, they should remake Ocean's Eleven where the Vegas Strip is just Every NFL football team. Instead of the Palms, it's like the fucking Vikings. Yeah. Instead of the Mirage, it's the Cardinals. And he just goes casino to casino, stealing $20 million. I'm looking at his stats right now. Bradford has never thrown more than 21 touchdowns in a season. In fact, Bradford has started... 16 games twice in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. In nine seasons, he started 16 games twice. Yeah, I know. He's fucking brittle, bad, cross-eyed, doesn't know how to fucking size his jersey, was never good, and is a fucking thief. He should return the money. Somebody just came in with a number on YouTube. By the way, I don't even know if I should just end this. The, the, everyone's like the audio, the audio, guys. I I don't know what to tell you. Bradford made one has made one point six seven million per touchdown pass thrown. Yeah, it's remarkable. It's really bad. It's really bad. Bucks Panthers. I'm shout sure you watched that. Shout out Charlie Ryan, who is in our boy Charlie, our Photoshop fucking maestro, our uh, our satellite intern for his hot. Sam Bradford versus Ryan Fitzpatrick take from earlier this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick's twice as old as Sam Bradford. He's still in the fucking league and starting. Finally, the league has moved on from Sam Bradford. Fucking cross-eyed. I don't think they have. Oh, he's done. You think Sam Bradford's done? Yeah. Who who would sign him and why? Bro. I mean, sure. Maybe who, so- who would sign Derek Anderson? Who would sign Nathan Peterman? Who would sign Matt Barkley? I've given up. You know my feelings on this. These owners don't give a shit. I, I well, well, one thing's for sure. You can't. I think if you sign Sam Bradford for the rest of the season, you pick up his paycheck. So you're definitely signing Derek Anderson for twenty dollars versus 
Sam Bradford for twenty million. Now I'd be that, shocked. You'd be if, shocked if he doesn't if he's not on a roster to start next season. Yes, really? I'd be shocked. I would not. I, I, would not. I think NFL owners. Dude, I just named a bunch of quarterbacks who have jobs. Yeah. I mean, come on, they're idiots. Well, no one's giving them money. They can't. No one's giving them money. They ha- They can't. I sh- and by the way, let me say it right now. Since it's already, since somebody already fucking talked about Patrick, I will, I will revoke my Giants fandom if they sign Sam Bradford. If he's on our opening day roster, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. For that reason, I'm out. I'll, I'll, I'm on the fifth plan. Your boy lost yesterday. His defense sucks. Sucks. His defense sucks, and then they, they he got fucking hammered yesterday. The amount of hits that guy took. I don't know if I don't know if you can roll on Harvard today with this CTE. But he almost brought him back. We had a little Fitz magic there at the end. Well, the Panthers are playing better. I mean, they're six and two. Yeah. Everybody's on the Panthers train. I'm not, I didn't say I was on them. I said no, they're playing Everybody's better. on the Panthers train. I'm telling you. Panthers Panthers are the hot train. Every weekend, I see how great the Panthers are doing. I do like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, what's not to like? I'm just saying, like, I think the reason they're playing better, they're giving him more touches. I saw something that on NFL Network that said he accounts for 28% of their offense now versus last year, which was right. way lower. So... You know, he led the team in rushing and receiving yesterday. And I got to say, I think that they should give him the ball more. Yeah. The 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 Cam Newton slurpers out there love to talk about, like, Cam doing this, Cam doing that. It's like, I think when in doubt, sometimes when they would normally do the, like, let's put it in Cam's hands. Like, Christian McCaffrey's good, elusive, smart. He knows what he's doing, catches the ball, runs the ball. Like, trust the dude. He can actually run in between. My point is, he can get tough he's yardage too. Been, he's dude. He was. He's always been good. But my point is not just the elusive, quick. He can run in between the tackles. Yeah, he's a tough guy. I agree, dude. He was a straight up fucking tailback in college, which he is now again. Yeah, he's defying the stereotypes. He's like the great white hope, man. He's fun to watch. Yeah. And wrapping up this week, oh, Texans, Broncos. I did not watch that. I did get a text from one of my degenerate gambling buddy friends that just said that missed field goal by the Broncos lost me four grand. I was like, damn. How was that? The, 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 oh, was, did he bet the money line? I don't know. It could have been, it could have been a, a pick em league too. Oh, got it. Where you could pick because, so many games. Because the Broncos covered. That was like a, that was a large Texan spread again, remember? Yeah. Bro, the Texans are six and three. Yeah. They're gonna win the division. What's uh Tennessee's got Tennessee's playing tonight to go they're what are they, three and four right now? Yeah, they have to win that game. Yeah. And we have to talk about But here's the big question. They're six and three. This is the this is the this might be the biggest question in all of football. Do they year. win ten games? Does Bill O'Brien win double digit games for his first time at any level of football coaching in his entire life on the planet Earth? So they have seven games left. They have to go four and three. I would say, yeah. You think so? I, I do. I, I mean, weak division. 
But the ultimate question is, it's almost like it's it looks almost like a certainty that they would go if they're six and three that they would be able to go four and three. But the the opposition to that is, is it actually possible, regardless of the circumstances, for Bill Bryan to win ten games at any level of football ever anywhere ever? They're gonna win ten games. I don't know. I don't know. This is a difficult. I it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for sure. Bill O'Brien versus Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien's entire existence versus Bill O'Brien, current coach of the Texans. We got to talk about Thursday's game. Nick Mullins. Yeah. Bro, the Raiders. The Raiders are. I've never seen an NFL team in tank mode were you, so much. Were you fucking stoked? Oh my when, god! When they announced Nick Mullins as a starter, you're like, I picked the fucking. Raiders. I texted you. The Raiders. It's funny. I got multiple tweets so, and, and DMs saying, like, are you are you going to try to, like, get... I was like, nah, I'm just going to ride this one out. I got multiple messages saying... ride this one out. I got multiple messages my way saying Prano should be able to change his pick. I didn't want to change my pick. And I said... I was like, I, I went in on fucking DJ Beathard. Yeah. And, and I said, <laughs> CJ Beathard. No, it's I, DJ Beathard. I like DJ... what? Beathard. I like DJ Beathard. That is a good nickname. My argument back was, I go, look, it sucks for Prano, but injuries happen all the time. Yeah. Dude, I mean, the it, Raiders- was, it, was a di- it was a fucking, again, I know there was some controversy over this last year. It's a completely different thing when I'm making a 10-point fucking spread pick last year or thinking Deshaun Watson's going to play, and then suddenly it's Tom fucking Savage. The DJ Beathard versus Nick Mullins, you got to just take your lumps. Like, I don't, I was like, I don't. I don't know anything about Nick Mullins. I thought he was the guy who sang fucking lullaby in the in the late nineties. But uh like I knew he wasn't gonna be that much worse than DJ Beathard. Chicka chicka what? Dude, Nick Mullins shredded him. Yeah. The Raiders, I've never seen a team give up like worse in my life. They're in full tank mode. They don't give a shit. This is a bad tank mode though. Like this D- is Derek Carr will not I- Gruden's going to get rid of Derek Carr, too, I think. Good. Free Derek Carr. I, I think he's going to get rid of him. Free Derek. Give me Derek Carr. I'll get him. I'll I'll fix his back like I fixed Andy Ruther's back, and then I'll sell him to a team for $40 million. Oh, You want Derek Carr on the Giants? Well, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take him on the Giants if he's, if he's willing and able to read a book. I mean, I might just have to make like edits to the the John Sarno book that that and just replace Sarno with Jesus in it, and maybe it'll be like, like Jesus says, "This is all in your head." Maybe that's the problem. All the Jesus stuff. Yeah, look, I don't. I I still like Carr. I still I still think his ability and his talent, and he's a great example of a guy. Like, I never disliked fucking David Carr. The poor guy was, like, you know, thrown out there to die. Um, I think he has the talent. I think he has the skill. I think he's got the. I think he's got all the ability. I don't like quarterbacks with back problems, though. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a hard pass on any guy who can't get over fucking my back hurts all the time. For that reason, I'm out. <laughs> Well, I got to bring up, you said this was an old story, but it resurfaced. The Jamarcus Russell thing, which came out 
again yesterday. The quote is, former Raider Jamar- about Jamarcus Russell, coaches didn't think Jamarcus Russell was studying tapes, so they gave him blank cassettes. Next day, he said he watched the Blitz packages. The tapes were blank. You know who... I, I, that, this is such an amazing story. I thought I heard this a while ago, but now that I'm thinking about it, you know who I might have heard this from? I might have heard it from Will. Ah. Might have been from Will, who you had on the Dent Report, who used to be a Raiders like tape guy. Yes. Like I, Maybe Will was in charge of like making blank tapes. But yeah, I had heard this story before, but I, I feel like it did. It was like in the news at some point. But yeah, I mean, that's classic Jamarcus Russell, right? Like, Jamarcus Russell, I, I stand by this. I've, I have said this every day since I watched Jamarcus Russell play in the NFL. In my opinion, Jamarcus Russell, by far, I don't even, like, it's him, and then I could talk about maybe the guys that are coming in in second place. Arm strength? Best arm strength I've ever seen. He'd overthrow guys running 10-yard ins, and the ball would be 70 yards. It'd skip 70 yards downfield. I mean, first of all, he overthrew that guy by 20 yards, but also, like, take a little bit off, bro. Yeah. Uh, Jamarcus, Elway, Cutler, uh, as far as, like, the arm, the crazy arm strength I've seen. Mahomes is up there now. Um, but Jamarcus, still, to this day, Jamarcus Russell has the strongest arm I've ever seen in the history of the NFL. And it's not close. Rodgers has good arm strength. Yeah, but not like this. He he was like, I mean, and maybe it's that he's the only guy who's always letting it go 100% the whole time because he had zero touch. But, man, crazy arm, crazy physical everything, but just not watching game tapes at all. I just love that. You know what that reminds me of? Him saying, yeah, I watched it and they were blank, reminds me of the time one year – Guy on couch used to get so drunk, so drunk, like just wouldn't remember shit. Reminds me of the time he had a birthday party and it was at uh, Warsaw. Uh, it's not even called yep, that any- yep. anymore in Santa Monica. I love that place. Great setup in the back. Yeah. So I couldn't go or I didn't want to go to his birthday and I was hanging out with somebody and I go, I'm, I'm going to tell him that I went to his birthday party. And that we hung out. And he won't remember that I didn't show up. Yeah. Like, it's it's a, a Marcus Russell playbook. So the next day I text him. I never went to his birthday party. I go, how are you feeling today? He goes, oh, I'm so hungover. I go, man, you were so ripped last night. He goes, I know. And I was like, dude, you won't, do you remember all the shit you were saying to me at the bar? Dude, you were saying the craziest shit. You were so drunk. You dude, should have been like, do you remember me lending you $100? What the fuck was that about? <laughs> He bought. Why he, did you need a hundred dollars? He bought the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, I don't remember, man. He's like, it was good seeing you. Thanks for coming out last night. And I'm just laughing as I text him, thinking, dude, I didn't even show up to your party. The, the Jamarcus Russell thing, though. He also he's like talking about blitz packages. It's like you're the, the balls on you to just guess what then was on the tapes. They should have put something else on the tapes. Should put like old Golden Girls episodes, <laughs> like instead of blank tapes. Yeah, I know. All right, that's our uh, NFL Week 9 wrap-up. You growing the beard again, Prano? I am, just uh, momentarily. You know how it goes. You know my usual. I'll probably, honestly, take it down soon. Probably break out those Harry's razors, come back down to the mustache. It's about that time. It is. I can't rock the beard too long these days. It's just so gray. Yeah, I feel you. Can't do, can't do the just for men. You're not ready to do that? I, I, don't, I don't think I'll ever do it. 
I don't think I'll ever be a dye my hair, dye my beard guy. Well, like Joe just said, he will be taking care of that beard with his lovely, new, fresh Harry's razors. Guys, Harry stands behind the quality of their blades, and they know that switching razors isn't easy. So they've created a trial offer, and you can claim yours by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. That's a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, that weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. I actually need to shave myself today. I got I got all the grays coming in, too, in the goatee are gonna, are area. Gonna, are you going to Harry's razor that? That head? No, no, because I'm I, I I the the head is uh I'm actually gonna see my boy this week, Trippy. We'll, we'll do some designs in the head to, to make it look fresh. Dude, you. <laughs> anyway, listeners of our show can redeem your trial set at Harry's.com forward slash dirty. So make sure you go to Harry's.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help the show and send us a screenshot of that Harry's.com forward slash dirty and I will send you some koozies. Okay. Baseball. Gold glove winners. What do you want to say about it, Prano? Anything? Uh no, I I I looked around the uh I looked up and down the the gold glove winners list. I didn't really have a major problem with anything. Um the one thing that I would say and it's really probably his team's fault more than everything is that Javi Baez didn't get a gold glove. Um, but he played every fucking, he played second, he played short, he played third. I think sticking to one position, uh, gives you a significant, significantly better chance of winning a gold glove at that position. I, off the top of my head, I don't know what position he played the most. Um, I imagine it was probably shortstop, but I don't know. I, I know I watched him play a lot of third. I watched him play a lot of second. So, um, he's easily one of the best fielders, if not, you know the best infielder in, in baseball and uh he didn't get a gold glove but I, I think that's more again on the Cubs than it is on the voters. Also, don't take gold gloves too fucking seriously. Derek Jeter has like fucking eight of them or something. Like it's it's a it's an award, but it's not it's not the award. Don't judge don't judge a guy he's fielding by how many gold gloves he has. What would be our equivalent of a gold glove for the dirty sports? I don't even know. I feel like we need some more gold in the okay. smut studio. Gold L chain? I thought that was a plan, but you made it the yellow L chain. <laughs> you, you went to Michael's. You came back with yellow paint. God, me doing arts and crafts is just a fucking disaster. Yeah, and then you were like, that's what I wanted. So... I was texting, speaking of the smut studio, I was texting Guy about doing some upgrades in here. You know what he recommended for lights? I, I talked to him about getting, you know, what you had suggested with the LED lights. Yeah. And he sent me something from B&H. He goes, how about you do this? Where lights would be hanging from the ceiling, and he's like, you could just turn them on, and it would be perfect for you and Prano. And I go, dude, lights hanging from my ceiling? I was like, come on, man. Like, I'd really be going all in. And he just texted back, you have two TVs and two frame things of a dead gorilla. You've already gone all in. Yeah. <laughs> that would be weird if I had lights. 
I have a new neighbor and she she walked in I like because she's totally new to LA and I met her at the pool and and she's like I'll pop over because she wanted some recommendations on some restaurants or whatever like she knows nothing about the area and she walked in and she's just like what is happening in here why do you have two TVs on why do you have all this stuff You're like sports 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 <laughs> I love the sports I'm like sports guy She's like, are you seven? It's with the dolls. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Was there anything under NBA that we want to talk about? Oh, yeah. We're 10 games in. I, anything crazy well, stick I, out? I, crazy, let's think. I don't think anything stands out as super crazy. Uh, I do have some NBA thoughts. First of all, I'm sure Vegas will um, correct themselves at some point. But I'm thinking about buying a Lamborghini from betting solely on the Nuggets and against the Cavaliers. Every night, the Cavs are like fucking, you know, eight-point underdogs. They lose by fucking 20. And every night, the Nuggets are like fucking three-point favorites, and they cover. Like, the, the only game I have bet against the Nuggets the whole year was when they played the Lakers. And I was like, this is a sneaky Lakers win, and I won on the money line. Uh, Cavs, Cavs Nuggets. If you guys want to get rich, at some point Vegas will correct themselves. So get on it before they do. Throw on your headphones. Let's let's do a quick call because this guy keeps leaving calls about the Spurs. Is it Damo? It is not our boy Damo. But let's see, let's see what we got here. Let me, let me pull this up. I got to give him some love. He's left multiple calls. Let's let's see what he has to say. Andy and Joe, it's Jacob again from San Antonio. The Spurs have got to give some love. Everyone still has them out of the playoffs. Yet, you know, we still got, I'm counting one, two, three, four, five, six players, including two players off the bench in double figures as far as points. DeMar DeRozan went crazy. I mean, 34 points, nine assists, six rebounds. That's, I mean, with 43 points, I mean, 43 minutes, that's crazy. Sorry, I'm fucking drunk and smoking. <laughs> but, I mean, the Spurs have got to get some love, seriously. They're definitely going to be a playoff team. Everyone has them outside the top eight. I think they're definitely going to go far. I see, I see them as a three seed in the playoffs. I don't know how anybody else sees them outside that, but I don't know. But I think they're just crazy. Anyway, condoms are for the Patriots and... Well, let me just say this. First of all, I don't think I I don't know. I I know Twitter and the fucking Internet can somehow can sometimes make you think that the the majority of people think I don't think anybody thinks the Spurs aren't making the playoffs. Uh, So I'm going to sort of I'm going to sort of middle his phone call. Um, I think the Spurs are definitely a playoff team. I mean, they were. You know, they they were without Kawhi all last year. They got rid of Kawhi and got DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is not Kawhi Leonard, but he's a good player. He's a great player. Uh, They're 6-3 and right now. They're fourth. Are they a third seed, though? I mean, right now, Golden State's 9-1. and The Nuggets, who have only lost to the Lakers and who are making me— I'm basically fucking mining for gold nuggets by betting the Nuggets every night. And Portland seven and three uh, is Portland's going to hold up at this pace? I don't know, but they were a three seed last year. And then, 
after that, I think the uh, the West is a little bit dicey in terms of where people currently sit versus where they are going to sit. Memphis is behind them, five and three. Sacramento, who I actually have liked the Sacramento moves the last couple of years. They're six and four. I don't think they probably hold on, but I think the Sacramento Kings maybe this is a sign that they're turning around. Uh, the Clippers, five and four. Oklahoma City, four and four. That's the top eight. Utah, New Orleans, Lakers. Rockets all outside of the playoffs right now. I think all potential, if not likely, playoff teams. Minnesota's four and six. I think with all the internal struggle that they probably won't be able to overcome that. Phoenix and Dallas, um, you know, are in full rebuild mode. But a lot of teams uh, currently in that will probably be out and vice versa. Um, But I think the Spurs are definitely a middle of the – Playoff pack, four, five, seed, six, seed, four, five. Three is very high. Three, three's high. The West is just so competitive. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I think Greg Popovich is the best that has ever done it, but uh, I just don't know that they're talented enough to keep up with some of those other teams. Yeah, and and by the way, if they're a four or a five seed, if they're a five seed, they could beat the four seed team you know what i mean and if they're a six seed they could probably beat the whoever if if in some world san antonio six and portland's three yeah san antonio could win a playoff series i don't really think it matters i just don't know if they're gonna be a top three seed what's what about the east let's talk east yeah the bucks bucks have looked fantastic so far um but how do you see that playing out eventually with philly with boston i mean toronto is nine and one. No, I I know that, yeah. but I'm saying like they were also they also had the best record last year. Yeah. So I'm saying they're basically the same as they were last year. Yeah. I'm talking about some of these other squads now. Well, in terms of what the seeding and yeah. terms of well, I mean, and, and how much does that ultimately matter? Um, I I I think it matters more for some teams than others, like. Think about the Toronto Raptors, their history, their recent history. Like, I think the Toronto Raptors want and need to have home court advantage. I think that they'll play for it. I think that Kawhi changes that team greatly. And, you know, I think they're going to, they're, they'll probably be up there because they'll, they'll do that. You know what I mean? Like, it's important for them to be, they were the one seed last year. They're going to fucking keep their the gas pedal down. Like, I don't think Kawhi suddenly, if he's playing the way he's playing now, I don't think he's suddenly going to need a month off. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee's off to a great start, and I like Milwaukee, and how do you not like the fucking Greek freak? But are they going to be, are they going to pace out at 8-1 and one for the year? No. Um, Indiana, 7-3. Oladipo has been fantastic. He hit a dagger the other night against the uh, Celtics. He took over the game against the Knicks down the stretch. He's going to be great. Boston uh, is six and three. Boston's a team where uh, you know they have the Popovich of the East in Stevens. They have they were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They've been good the last few years, but I think that they'll be there. The question with Boston isn't where are they going to finish, and and it's almost like doesn't really matter for them now. You know, when you talk about their experience versus if they had to go on the road in a second round series versus Milwaukee, are you super worried about them? I'm not. I'm more worried about, again, I, 
look, I, I know everybody's a fucking Kyrie Irving fan. Just like if Kyrie Irving is the best player on your team, are you a championship winning basketball team? If Kyrie Irving is the single best player on your team. Now, look, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. And I Celtics fans might be out there arguing that Jason Tatum is their best player. And I wouldn't, you know, I'd be completely okay with that. But he's also 20. Yeah. Um. What's his name? Why am I blanking? Uh, why am I blanking on the fucking white dude? Gordon Hayward is has not been playing well. I know he's coming off of a horrific injury. It's going to take him some time to come back. How long can Al Horford keep being Al Horford just in general? Um, I think that they'll certainly be in the mix. I just don't know if you're, I know Celtics fans are out there going, we'll fu- we can fucking beat everybody. But like, eh, could you Philly kind of Philly Charlotte five and five. I'm not sure. Charlotte's a playoff team. Detroit's four and four and the, and Brooklyn is currently four and six in the eighth seed, which is amazing. Um, the bottom of the East is going to be suspect. This, the six, seven, eight seed of, of the East is going to be suspect. Cleveland, of course, one and eight. Chicago, two and eight. Washington, two and seven. Even after beating my fucking Knicks, Knicks three and seven. Like, I mean, the the out of the playoff teams in the East, including the last couple playoff teams, like Cleveland, Chicago, Washington, New York, Orlando, Atlanta. I mean, I'd even I'd almost even say Miami finds a way to sneak in because those teams that I just listed, plus like a Brooklyn, like they're just not good basketball teams yet. I think a lot of those teams are smartly rebuilding the right way. Um, my Knicks are a great example. I'm 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 the happiest fan of a three and seven team that there's ever been. Young guys are playing. We're in games, and we're losing them. Like great D- double win. No Perzingis. Knox is hurt. Hardaway. Like you know, I, I was talking to. I'm not sure if I was talking to you, but I was talking to a lot of people. A lot of people on the Tim Hardaway train, like. The Tim Hardaway Jr., like $70 million contract seemed absurd at the time, but I, I'd love a Knicks team where Tim Hardaway is our third leading scorer. Like, Perzingis comes back, we get a free agent. Yeah, give me give me Tim Hardaway as the third scorer on a fucking playoff contender. I think a lot of those East teams are rebuilding properly, but the bottom of the East is going to be bad. Yeah. But can can we also talk about, like, I'm going to do it because I think this guy deserves to be fucking singled out. I'm actually not as a person, but as generally his takes, I know people on the internet fucking hate him. People on the internet hate Nick Wright. They hate him. Something about him angers people. Is he kind of annoying? Yeah. I actually like most of Nick Wright's takes. Like I would say, I'd say I subscribe to about 80% of Nick Wright's takes. I think a lot of... More than a lot of people, he ends up being on the same side of an argument as I am. We need a single Nick right out, though. The Ty- I don't know if this is some Black Lives Matter shit. I don't know what the fuck is happening. The Tyron Lue defense. Stop it. You, you. I was a fan. I was a defender. You should be removed from television for having fucking Tyron Lue defend. No. What Tyron did he Lue, say? He, he's basically saying that, like... It was wrong of them to fire him. Well, I saw his quote that if John Popovich 
I always is say, that the Greg Popovich's is I always twin do, brother? I always do that. The the Cincinnati sports broadcaster. John I, Popovich, like the <laughs> the he's like, We're not running the triangle, we're running the square. Yeah, I always do that. If Greg Popovich coached the Cavs, they would have started 0-6. First of all, I disagree. Yeah. And second of all, second of all, that doesn't fucking matter. We all agree that the Cavs roster sucks. But guess what? We also agree that the Cavs, with their shitty roster, had LeBron James. I'm not even talking about you should have won another championship with LeBron James. I'm talking about you should have won a couple more finals games with LeBron James. You, LeBron James was essentially the coach of that team. Tyron Lue was never at any point, any point, qualified to be an NBA coach. In fact, the only reason he was ever an NBA coach is because he was never qualified. LeBron James was like, give me a guy that absolutely knows he's not qualified to be an NBA coach so I can run the team without there being a power struggle. Yeah. And that's what happened. Tyron Lue was never qualified to be an NBA coach, was a terrible NBA coach, got outcoached by every single coach he ever coached against, with probably the exception of fucking Scotty Brooks. And... He's terrible. And to defend him, uh, I say it again, it, like, it, it just screams some sort of, like, I can't figure out what it would be other than, like, he's block. Like, wh- why are we defending Tyron Lue? Like, Nick Wright and Tyron Lue are, like, both beige. So we're, like. Is Nick Wright black? I don't know. He, is Tyron Lue? Like, I don't know. These guys, like, it's like this, this is like beige lives matter. <laughs> Gray lives matter. Like, to defend Tyron Lue is to say, I'm a, I'm a liar. Again, I hate people that are just lying. It, it bothers me. For whatever reason, whatever's behind your take, for you to lie. You can't defend Tyron Lue. He was never good, not for one second. No, you just can't defend him. Oh, he won a championship. David Blatt would have won that championship. Doesn't matter. They would have. Yeah. That was LeBron James taking over. They were down 3-1. He had all the most stats in everything. No one gets credit for that except LeBron James. Not a single player on their team. Not fucking Kyrie for hitting that shot. Not fucking J.R. Smith. Not Kevin Love. Not Tyron Lue. Nobody. You get zero credit. LeBron James led the entire series against a 73-win team in every stat that that is in a stat book. He gets 100% of the credit. You get nothing. Well, let's do a little college football. And by little, I just want to talk mostly Bama, LSU. Bro, you... I took a big L there. Took it. Do you want it? Well, I, I stopped filming, so <laughs> you can still hand me the L chain if you want. I mean, I think we should. It's, it's LSU, yellow. It is an L. I mean, you didn't have to go out on a limb, but you, you, I mean, you did two episodes in a row. You like, it started at this. You were loudly proclaiming. Take the spread. Take the spread. 14 and a half. Jesus Christ. Even when it was 16 to nothing at halftime, I thought, okay, right? Nope. Nope. And they only get 14. You know, what, 15 points in the second half? Yeah. 13 points because they missed an extra point. Can LSU get a quarterback like you were saying? When you go back, like, 
who's the last straight up fucking legit QB they had? Jamarcus Russell. Even him. I know he was a number one overall pick, but they what they win? Did they win one title? Or they won two titles. They won. Did they win one with Saban and then one with Les Miles? Yeah. So was Jamarcus Russell the QB of a? No, no. He's the team that whooped up Notre Dame in the Sugar Bowl. Right. Like even him, I, I feel like Jamarcus Russell was more of a QB, like a great QB in terms of like what he looked like he was going to be, as opposed to what he actually was. But like. They they recruit so well, and they recruit so well down there, and they get so many athletes. Why is their quarterback always just some fucking corny-ass white dude? Why is it like the Zach Mettenberger and the fucking, you know, who knows what? Like, they always have some fucking trash guy who's not dynamic at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to Google this. I mean, the the Bama has what four quarterbacks who could fucking start on LSU right now. This is an old link, but this is the list of all time best LSU quarterbacks. Who's number one on the list? Burt Jones played in the seventies. Number two is Matt Flynn. Yeah. Three is Jamarcus Russell. Four is Zet Met or Zach Mettenberger. Six, remember him, Rohan Davy. Yeah. Seven, Matt Mock. Mock won a championship. I know that. It's not a good list. Uh, what is it about LSU? They just don't recruit quarterbacks. But why? It's I don't, the I don't most get important it. position. I don't get it, man. But, but, like, take that game, for example. Their defense held up. You got to remember, Their guys. Their defense was, like, they gave up more points than they really should have. Like, 29 points from Bama in that game. I watched that game. Do you know what Bama came in that game averaging? No. 50 points a game. Yeah. But even that, that's that number's bigger than it should have been because they just weren't moving the ball yeah. at all. That's just like a time issue. Move the football. Yeah. I know that they play defense. I know they love to run the ball. I know all this. That's fine. That's great. You can win this many games in the SEC every year doing that. That You recruit really well. You fucking put defensive players in the first round every year. You have had running backs in the fucking first round. You have Odell Beckham. You have Landry. You guys recruit well. You have fucking freak athletes on both sides of the ball. Get a quarterback. Yeah. No, I agree. They've had, they always have athletes. Always have athletes. I said, do you remember this? I mean, shout out to A. Millie, who's a, a large Zach Mettenberger defender and, and is maybe still defending him. There was a time when it was Beckham, Landry. Uh, Jeremy Hill. Jeremy Hill. Uh, there was one other guy who's like fucking free, all on the same offense. And they had fucking Zach Mettenberger and they didn't do shit. Stop yeah. having some corny-ass, fucking trash-ass, not-athletic white dude. I'm sure, by the way, that the quarterback of uh, LSU is fucking 25 times a better athlete than I am and would destroy me in all things physical. But but there's but, a reason he never, pl- he, he never played at Ohio State. He right. graduated from Ohio State. Right. He never played. Right. 
There's a reason. Yeah. I'm saying on a SEC football level, like get a fucking athlete. They're basically a pretty good quarterback away from that being a good game. Serious question. 100% serious question. I'm this is f- for real, not a joke. Go let's go back 6 weeks. Okay? Odell Beckham returns to LSU six weeks ago. Starts training to be their quarterback. No. Do they score a single point in that game? Oh, a single point? I mean, I don't know if he can throw a football. He threw a six-yard pass to fucking Saquon Barkley this year. He's a fucking, he's a psychotic freak athlete. He has a touchdown pass in the NFL this year. On a fucking bomb, by the way. Do they score a single point? Running fucking the wildcat, wildcat running the option, running RPOs. Um, He's throwing the football. They score a single point in that game? I'll say they score a single point, yeah. But it's true. This is the history of LSU. No quarterback play ever. Ever. I mean, they, I mean, again, this is just a sight. doesn't mean it's... All 100% valid. Yeah. I mean, they, they didn't forget John Elway, though. They were like, oh, fuck, yeah, that time but, Elway went there. But when I look at this site, and they have Matt Flynn as number two and Jamarcus Russell as number three all time. And Matt Flynn was good when he was there. Yeah. But, like, still. That's your best quarterback ever? Well... We got to get Coach O on the phone. Oh, do we? I can't imagine he's happy. It'll be a quick call. Coach, I know you've been waiting patiently. Sorry for the loss. What do you have to say about our thoughts about the lack of quarterback play for your team this year? Well, Andy Rudy, let me tell you this right now. Uh, recruiting a quarterback down here to buy you is not easy. You're going to a quarterback at home, and you're talking to her mama and her papa. You say, hey there. You want to come down and play for the Bayou Bengals down here at Ballon Rouge? And, and a lot of the quarterbacks, they say, hey, coach, it's a swampy, it's a wet, it's a, it's a dry sometimes, it's wet under the mud by you. I don't know if I can hold the ball. I don't know if I can throw the ball that good. A lot of, go, a lot of guys like to play in Alabama, play in Kentucky, bluegrass. They come down here to buy it. These quarterbacks don't know what they're talking about. They can be playing with uh, gators, uh, swamp and mud, play a hydrofoils, do all that kind of nonsense. It's a difficult position to recruit. Now you want a couple mudders. You want to get your you want to get yourself a running back who run in the mud. Guy who's gonna play in a in a in a sloppy field. He call a Leonard Fournette. He say, Hey, you wanna come mudding with me? Your mother's mother was a mother, and you're gonna come and play in the mud down here in the swamp. And that Leonard Fournette, he looked like he ran through a swamp already. He darker than a fucking gator that's been running around in the swamp. Look at him. Look like he covered in mud. And you get a you get a quarterback like a, this guy a Barrow Borrow but hey borrow a fucking clue is what I'm saying. Get yourself an idea how to throw. A fo- it's hard to recruit down here. I'm doing the best goddamn I can. 
So that's it, Coach. You're just blaming it on the weather and the atmosphere. Hey, man, look, uh, you know me. I'm a coach. Oh, uh, they should call me Coach L after this weekend because I took a big fat L. That fucking the devil, Nick Saban, and he got the devil inside him. I can tell you that much. I look in his eyes. He look like, you ever see that, uh, the busting of the ghost movie, the movie with the guy, the Bill Murray, he, the, he go he busting the ghost. You see that one, the second one with the guy with the, yeah, the devil eyes. That's what happens when you look across the field, Nick Saban, he look at you with those devil you know he up to no good. You know he made a deal with Satan himself. Now, that only good for about 15, 16 points a game making a deal with the devil. So they still beat us about 13 nothing. And I look, I take an L. I coach L this weekend. You know, that fucking, that red, crimson, tide alligator, fucking elephant business, whatever they got going over there. We got fucked by the elephant. We got fucked by the tide. We got fucked by the crimson. We got, you know. Fucking Huffer Red October. I don't know. We got fucked by everybody over there. Satan himself fucked me in the ass. I coach L this weekend. You are, you can ship me down that L chain that you painted LSU yellow, Andy Ruth, because I'll wear it all fucking week next statement. Fuck me good in the ass. But I'll tell you this. I ain't putting up with this much longer. No, no, no. I go down to the bayou. I'm going to find. I don't care who going to play quarterback for me next year, but it's going to be somebody who can run in the mud. Well, Coach, I got good news for you. You should bounce back with a win this week. I'm sure you're excited to move on. You have Arkansas. You go down to uh, Fatville to play the Razorbacks, and that should be an easy win for you guys. Let me tell you something. I, I agree with you there. Go ahead and agree with you. Put him in a cage. Tiger and a Razorback. Razorback a dumb name. They don't have razors on their back. They're just pigs. They're just, it, look, if you put... Razors, actual razor blades. You take one of them Harris five blade razor blades, right? The fifth trimmer blade you put on the back of a pig. We still gonna eat that motherfucker. We tigers. We gonna eat him right up. We eat him up and spit out that fifth trimmer blade. So yeah, we gonna fuck Arkansas up, but it don't change nothing. This really, I I was hoping for a national championship. That's what we looking for down here on the bayou. We trying to bring back a ship. As the boys in the locker room say, and look, I let them down. Defense did what they could. Offense, man, we got to borrow a fucking clue. We got to fix that right now. Fix it for next year. We'll come back strong. Next year, mark it down, any Ruther. Put on that L chain, and you wear it till it happens. But we win in the national ship next year. Coach O. I don't care if I got to find me a Caribbean boy. I don't got to care if I find me a Caribbean girl. I don't know. I'll go down to the islands. I'll find me a girl who go trying to make a Jamaica sprint team or something like that. I don't care if I got to play a woman behind it. I won't get me an athlete. Coach O, I love the determination. All right. Well, that's Coach O chiming in after taking a 29 nothing loss to the Crimson Tide. I kind of like that, Prano. I kind of like his take of whatever it takes. Yeah. Whether it's finding a girl in the Caribbean or whatever it is, they need to fix that quarterback situation. Okay, real quick before we get to dirtball calls, I see you told me that Floyd Mayweather is going to fight a Japanese kickboxer? That's right. I believe it's going to be New Year's Eve. In an MMA match, it is not UFC. It's not Bellator. It's some sort of raisin. Raisin fights or something like that, where the winner gets a box of raisins. Uh, here's my take on this, Andy, and you can tell me if you agree. Um, everybody was giving Floyd Mayweather, you know, shit like he 
you know, he fought Conor McGregor, but Conor McGregor had to box. And, like, everybody was saying, oh, Floyd fights it. I think I know everybody's fucking on the, like, oh, well, time to get your ass whooped. Take your L. Do I think he's doing it for money? Yes. Why? I don't know. Because the guy has more money than anybody could fucking imagine. Unless he, you know, put $4 million on LSU yesterday or something like that. But um, everything I know about Floyd May- Mayweather says he doesn't fight fights that he thinks he's going to lose. Of course. This is some sort of fourth level. Publicity stunt. MMA league. He's fighting some guy that he probably knows he could outbox and he just has to make sure that he doesn't get kicked in the face. And, uh, you know, punch and dance. And he probably fucking... I I think Floyd Mayweather probably wins this fight. Based solely on my absolute zero knowledge of MMA, that he's only going to take a fight that he knows he can win. He's fighting Tenshin Nasukawa, if I pronounced that correctly. Nesukawa. So he's already at a distinct disadvantage because this guy is a kickboxer with ten shins. That's going to be – he's going to work him with his tensions. May- Mayweather's 41. This guy is 20 years old, and he is currently 27-0 as a kickboxer and 4-0 in MMA. And I don't know how they're fighting, if they're just kickboxing, if they're just doing MMA, like if, if there's a – if there's wrestling involved. But yeah, publicity stunt – as all, it's not even a publicity stunt, really, for Mayweather. These things, it's just a money stunt, right? On New Year's Eve, that'll be fun. I mean, I don't know. What, what, will you have to stream it? I'm picturing the girls like, "Why are you watching this guy with this Asian guy and this black guy? What? What is this? Where is this occurring? Where is this? Where is this like faux conversation you're having at the New Year's Eve party you go to every year? No. I'm just anywhere. I'm posing the New Year's Eve party where where the guy who wait, so he's a boxer, yeah, and he's a kickboxer, so he's allowed to kick, but he's not. What's happening? Oh my god, where is this? Where's this taking place? Does my New Year's tiara look good? My New Year's tiara. Isn't that or did they move it? Did they oh yeah, they, I think they moved. It. I was gonna say the college football playoffs they had been doing on the 31st, but I think they moved it. I'm not paying for it. I'll tell you that much. Stream it. Reddit forward slash Mayweather. Lachlan had a fantastic joke last night about, uh, you know, Lachlan's having a kid. I did not. Yeah, he's having a kid. And uh, he said uh, he's excited to to have a baby. He's talking about, like, all the things he's going to be able to do with a tiny hand now. He's like, you can get olives out of the jar for me. And uh, he can close all those. Uh, he can close all the the ad pop ups when I'm watching sports on uh, like crazy internet site, you know, because it's always like the littlest a- sure. X. He's like, I'll just use his fingers to close all those X's. Lachlan's having a kid. Yeah, man. Like, you want to have a kid? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it, whenever that happens, like. Makes me want to have a kid less because now I just have like another kid to hang out with. I like dropping in, hanging out with your kid, being dope. Yeah. Then walking away, like I say in my act. It's just like I was when I was down in South Carolina with uh, with my girlfriend's family. Her sister has a kid, 
And like the kid starts to freak out and I just like pick up the kid and do like, you know, sure. rocking around. It's great. And she's like, you're so great with kids. I'm like, yeah, for five minutes. I was like, I've never gotten to the point where I'm like, I can't do it anymore. I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's the moment you got to worry about. No, I agree. It's a lot of responsibility, man. You know, it'd be great if you had a family, though, and you had a kid. Yeah. What was that? What's that? Using Grove Collaborative. Oh, Grove, that's the stuff we just got. You love this stuff. I do. I uh, you, We got a box of, of goodies from Grove. Yeah. And like all supremely helpful things. I'll, I'll, let me shout out the one thing they gave me uh, was a like a spray, like a, you know, just like an all surface spray. Yes. But it was a glass bottle with reusable, like, like, Refills. Yes. So you don't have to buy new plastic bottles on it. You put it in there, get your glass bottle, spray it all off. Great. Hardwood floor cleaner. I got hardwood floor cleaner. I just put down hardwood floors at my girlfriend's place. Now I'm cleaning them. You know what's even better about all those amazing products that you have, Joe? It is environmentally safe. That I did notice that on, on all of the packages. So Grove is a B corporation that is changing the world. Prano, let me ask if you knew this. Did you know that 94,000 trees are cut down in the U.S. every day to make toilet paper and paper towels? Well, guess what? Grove does not use that. Wow. That's right. I kept some I'm, of, I'm probably responsible for four or 5,000 of those trees. Yeah. Toilet paper alone. So if you guys want to help out the environment and also help out our show, if you haven't tried Grove, you need to shop today before our deal runs out. We have an amazing deal for a limited time. Listeners of this show can sign up for an amazing free 30-day supply of Seedling. Is that somebody calling right now yeah. for Grove? Seedling Grove's tree-free paper towels, toilet paper, and tissues, a free 60-day VIP membership, and a surprise bonus gift for you when you sign up and place an order of $20 or more. So check out Grove and our special offer at grove.co forward slash dirty sports once again that's grove.co not.com slash dirty sports and they'll send you a box we give an amazing box of stuff and joe's right the great thing is it comes right to your house it's cheaper than using products on other sites i'll say that much and it is environmentally sound and it's another great reason not to leave your house while you're watching sports. And look, I got to say the you know we were just talking about the election tomorrow, voting, not voting. You're gonna die if you don't vote. All the celebrities are telling you to vote. Taylor Swift, she says you should vote. Voting is great and all, but like you're putting if if you care about the environment, just voting for a Democrat and then putting your beliefs in their hands is you know that's not the effective way to make change. Most effective way to make change, take it upon yourself to do something. When I got this box, I was like, oh, this is easy. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stop getting plastic bottles. I'm going to keep using this. I'm going to use this environmentally friendly hardwood floor cleaner and bathroom cleaner. You know, do it yourself. Once again. Think global, act local. Yes. Grove.co forward slash dirty sports. Okay. You want to do some dirt ball calls? Sure. Um, before we do that, Joe Prano, I uh, I have a new song. Oh, from Mata. It's been a minute. Let's see what he's got. It's called Chop Denty 
system of a dent. Beverly Mata made it. Wake up! Then run down to the pier, shake it up! Wake <laughs> it up! Go on, Lou! This, this is what we do. Go on, Lou! What, 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 here's the, Go on, Lou! No, because, because, because if, 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 if again, this is... Go on, Lou! Wow. What was that from? A system of a down. I know, but... I have no idea. Let me let me play it again. Let me to hear where he's meshing it up from. Beverly Mata made it. Wake up! Then run down to the pier, shake it up! Then wreck it up! Go on, Lou! This, this is what we do. Go on, Lou! What, 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 here's the... Go on, Lou! No, because, because, because if, 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 again, this is... Go on, Lou! Because if, 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 if again... <laughs> Uh, Mata loves to roast you. Is Mata your number one troll? Has anybody had the consistency and the longevity that Mata has trolling you? Probably not. Not off the top of my I mean, head. You blocked people and you've whatever like. But Mata, I've you, blocked him before too. Yeah. Is he currently blocked? No. He's probably just muted. <laughs> Beverly muted. But I don't I don't get like yesterday, a dirtball who listens to the show. I was questioning what he was saying about Russell Wilson. And then he he came at me because his his Twitter handle was little Zach. So I so I so I put that in quotes to mock him. And then it just from there it just gets personal. You're a loser. You do your show on a couch, and it's just like Couches are comfortable. What should we do this show from? A fucking lifeguard stand? You have lines in your head. You do your show on a couch. And it's like, dude, yeah, I have lines in my head. I know I'm a fucking cheddar dick douche. Like, like the thing is, I don't... Here's the thing about me. I don't take myself seriously. I think we could all agree that. I don't take myself that seriously. So when you come at me or anyone or you come at Joe, when you listen to the show and are like, you guys are losers... But you listen to the show. Like, I'm confused. Am I a loser or am I someone who started a show and entertains you twice a week? Which is it? Pick a lane, as Joe likes to say, right? Yeah, and this whole, like, you're doing it from, you're doing it from your couch in your apartment. Like, you know the goal. Whether I make a million dollars, this is the studio. I've already talked about, we already talked about the guy. I'm all in. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing a, a TV production out of here. Although Winward, I, I should give some some upward some uh, updates on Winward Village. There's a whole new there's a third party management company now. Is this Winward Village? Is this what this place is called? It's called Winward Village Apartments. They have a third party management company. Karen is out after like 25 years. She's done. She I only saw her once, but she seemed awful. Worst person ever. <laughs> It's amazing that that always like those people always last twenty five years. If you go Google, she was, like the, she was like the Bill O'Brien of property managers. If you Google, if you Google Windward Village Apartments and put it into Google and see the reviews, they're hysterical. Meanest person ever. She's out. Later, Karen. Peace out. What a cunt. <laughs> she really was. 
All right, let's get to these calls. Here's here's the Bills fan who uh, is not a happy camper. <laughs> so what up, boys? It's Mackenzie from Pennsylvania. Um, so I'm listening to your latest podcast right now. Joe's going the fuck off on the Bills. And I, I only live about an hour and a half from Buffalo. So, I mean, obviously, I'm a Bills fan, just like everybody else in my family. And it's been very hard trying to continue being a Bills fan. But all the points that you just made, Joe, about signing Matt Barkley and fucking Derek Anderson over Colin Kaepernick, it blows my mind. I'm done with this organization. Uh, I, honestly, at this point, I'd rather be a fucking Cleveland Browns fan. And that's coming from a Bills fan for life. I'm 19 years old, so fucking... 10 plus years of being a Bills fan. I'm done. Thanks. He's out. Uh, I Look... That part of New York, like, I don't even mind it. Like, it's it's fairly good people up there. It's a beautiful area. Like, upstate New York gets shit on a lot. They shouldn't really have a football team, but they do. Uh, there was a time that Buffalo was, like, a thriving city, and there was, like, you know, they had an NBA team, and they had fucking, they probably had a baseball team, and, like, is you know. But at this point, why should they not have a team? They support the team. Okay, great. But my but my point is, why do they support the team when the team does not show the same level of commitment to winning as they do? It's not that fun. When's the last time the Buffalo Bills had just like a legit free agent signing? Like, are we talking LaShawn McCoy? Was he even a free agent? They trade for him. It's a trade. Yeah. Like, when's the last time they were like, we're going all fucking in. We're getting this dude. T.O.? Uh, in what part of his career? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was the latter part, but they signed him after he left Dallas. I mean, obviously, we know they haven't been good since those Super Bowl teams of the 90s. But just, like, ma- fucking make an effort to be good. And they're not, and the quarter that the quarterback decisions in the last however many years, months, is just proof of that. Like, forget Peterman, forget Derek Anderson. Forget, like, you're just going into the season going like, we're an NFL franchise, and we're going to try to. I've said it a million times. It's a Super Bowl or bust league. Being 500 is is like being four and 12, except you get a worse draft pick. Make it unless you host a playoff game. There's there's not really any value to to being a fucking last seed in the playoffs. To go into a season and be like, we're going for it with Tyrod Taylor. Well, then you don't care. You're you're clowning yourselves. You're saying that you don't. You're not really trying to win. And I just, I, I it's a trend on the show. I keep saying it. Just stop lying. If you're the GM, you're lying, saying I think he gives us the best shot to win. The fucking Super Bowl. You're lying. What you're saying is he gives us the best shot that we can afford and are willing to try to make a move for. Well, what's confusing about the, what the Bills did? They they still went nine and seven last year, right? And then they said we're getting rid of Tyrod Taylor, rightfully so, in my opinion. Because who wants to? You're worse being a six seed losing in the first round of the playoffs on the road. 
with 85 yards of passing offense than you are being 4-12 and 12 and actually getting a draft pick. But everyone knew going into the season is what I was about to say. They were going to be a lot worse. We knew that. Yeah, because they overachieved last year. So they were already going to be worse. Then they were starting Peterman. Just make a fucking effort to be good. And I don't, I don't blame fans for saying "fuck you." You know, that's obviously was my, was basically what happened with me in Cincinnati. If the owner consistently does not make an effort to win, I mean, well, like, are we talking about like Mario Williams? Is that their move of the fucking two thousands? In the last twenty years. Grabbing Mario Williams? Is that your fucking move? Well, I said it was probably T.O. I'd put the T.O. one above that. They're not bringing anybody in. At all. Actually, if you want to compare the Bengals and the Bills franchises, the Bengals have brought in way more free agents. I get it. It's hard to get people to go to Buffalo. Yeah. But at the same time, you know what gets people to go places? Money. Your fans support People are throwing each other's your tables. Your fans are fucking turned. You know what makes fans even more turned? Winning. I said it again. You should slam your owners through those tables. I'll say it again. Throw dildos at your fucking owners. They don't care. They just don't care. You don't want to. You don't want to have a great fan base and then piss them off. No, like that's that's where shit goes real haywire. But you know what my opinion of Bills fans is, just from seeing on the outside is that this is the first time I've seen some, at least on social media, legitimately care. I think they're the happy-go-lucky. It's an excuse to get fucked up on Sunday. I mean, that's a lot of football fans. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think people care there, though. I know a lot of... I, I, I know Buffalo fans that care. And 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 the bottom line is there's every team has that. Every team has guys that are there that get fucked up, and every team... Dude, It's if, if you're... Going just to get fucked up in Buffalo in 30 degree weather in fucking Buffalo. I don't care. Like I don't care why you're there. You're still buying tickets. And you're still buying fucking beers at the stadium, and that's money. That equals money. Spend that money on something that can put a winning team on the field. There was a a troll. Of course, it was a faceless troll last week, and I couldn't remember whether it was my personal Twitter or Dirty Sports Twitter that responded to one of the Kaepernick tweets saying how, you're an idiot, you will be proven wrong, Nathan Peterman is going to win this week, and I couldn't find his tweet. I'm 100% uh, sure. Dude, I, he, he deleted it for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, there's... I was I was ready to do the Prano and quote tweet it and be like, you were saying? Oh, I, I look, I've been doing... I've been... I went on my deep dive this week for my for the Mellow defenders that have still been out there. But there are people defending Mellow as of last season, as of this off season. And that, like, I got a shout out to the mellow defenders out there. Smart. Some of you guys rude you. Smart. Finally blocked blocked us on all our accounts. Made sure I couldn't find his hot mellow takes from oh, last Ruju? year. Oh, rude you? Yeah. Oh, I know rude you. His hot mellow is fucking still a dominating NBA player takes. We're now blocked on all his accounts. These guys are smartening up. Deletes, blocks happening. Yeah. Wait, so he blocked us? Yeah. Doesn't want us finding this hot shit mellow takes. 
Can you imagine still defending Melo last year in the playoffs for Oklahoma City when he scored seven total fourth quarter points in their final playoff series? Total. In all the games combined. Scored seven. Can you imagine still being on the Melo train? Oh, my God. Here's what you should do. You should do bong hits off of the fucking back of your car. You should put your mouth on the muffler and do bong hits. You should fucking die. (laughs) All right. On to the next call. Our boy... uh John Smith calling in. Smithy. Hey, boys. We talk about the NFL a lot and what the NFL is trying to do for player safety. But I have a big question. This year, they've changed the kickoff rule, making it so that the players before the kick cannot make and cannot run prior to the ball being kicked. Now, have you noticed this year that more kicks have been taken out because returners are looking and seeing that there are not people running at them um, as closely, but we are having those collisions anyways. Uh, does that defeat the purpose of player safety? Um, I, I think I know the answer. The NFL doesn't care about player safety, but I just thought this was an interesting rule that kind of was having the opposite um, what they wanted to have, at, uh, have happen. But uh, talk about it and stay dirty, boys. First of all, I love Smith's voice. I was gonna say he is so, yeah, such we, a good we, voice. We get down there, I, I I gotta get down to where Smith is just so I can watch some local news live. He's killing it. Um, I said this at the beginning of the year. I said this that this was uh, gonna backfire because the NFL loves to do this. The NFL loves to make half-hearted attempts. When, yeah, like I saw this coming the whole time. More guys are returning. It's like, oh, now you don't have a running start. Like, how long does it take for NFL players to get up to full speed? Ten yards? Like, by the time they get down there, they're still running fucking full speed. Now more guys are returning it. It's, it's just it's half-hearted attempts to fix things by fucking six guys in a boardroom that have no idea what the fuck is actually happening in these games. And they're like, what if this? What if we did this? It's like, have fuck, like have players involved. Current players. And be like, well, here's why that wouldn't work. Yes. That's the main problem overall with the NFL. They don't want to ask the players. Have fucking, like, five quarterbacks, you know, forget it. Five, three quarterbacks, give me three quarterbacks and three defensive players in a room with the NFL rules guy to talk about fucking player safety at the quarterback position. And what, like, I want to, I want to hear... Aaron Rodgers, I mean, maybe you're not going to get those big-name guys, but I want to hear fucking, you know, whoever Derek Carr sit in a room with Clay Matthews and talk about, like, why it's should be a penalty. I want you to defend yourself in front of a defensive player. Why any sort of brushing of your face mask should be a penalty when on the other side of the ball, people are just dying. People are just killing each other. I want I want a human being to sit there and go, here's why if I throw a pass— and I already know whether or not that pass is complete. If a guy's hand gently rubs my face mask, why that should be 15-yard penalty in a first down. Because I imagine Derek Carr, in all his Jesus-loving freakdom, would probably be like, it's not. That's stupid. We shouldn't do that. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Great. And just accept it's a violent sport. It's always going to be a violent sport. I think that's the one thing the NFL seems to be missing the mark on is that they're trying to change things, which 
we all want a safer game. But at the same time, except it's a violent sport. Which What I find very interesting is we're at this time of sports where you have such extreme popularity with something like the MMA, which is just accepting the violence and the savagery. And people are willing to accept that. And at the same time, we have this softening down of the NFL, which are kind of counterintuitive of each other. Well, it's because, you know, in defense of the MMA and like they actually have. So when a guy gets knocked out in the MMA, they fucking stop the fight. Yeah. When a guy's stunned to the point where he, he may not even be knocked out, but he's stunned enough where the next punch might ruin him. They jump in and they're, it's like, it's over. No, you can't defend yourself. And, the damage done in an MMA fight where a guy takes the worst beating you can take is not even close to com- comparable to offensive and defensive linemen just blocking each other for an entire football game. Just like a 20-mile-an-hour a car accident every snap versus one guy takes a fucking big hit, he's knocked out, and this guy jumps in and goes, stop. They say the same thing about boxing versus MMA. Like the standing eight count, the guys who are up, they've probably already been fucking knocked out and like – in some form during the fight, and then they they let them keep boxing. Like that's what the NFL should do: is say we're gonna have the brutal violence of the MMA, but we're gonna fucking when you get concussed, you're out. There's no fucking concussion syndrome. Fucking t- there's no oh he's gonna go through the protocol, dude. You're out. When Joe Flacco's like after a hit, you're out, dude. Jump like in the middle of the play, a giant guy should jump in and be like, "No, no, 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 no can't hit him anymore." He's clearly not able to defend himself. Then fans would be pissed off, though. I get it; it's a tough the, act. The balance. fans can be pissed off. Like it's it's the same thing that we talk with Kaepernick and with this and with that. It's like, where did these fans go? Where? where I, I I thought people were boycotting. The players still kneeling, right? Every week. Eric Reed's in the NFL now. Eric Reed's not only in the NFL. Eric Reed's kneeling every game and calling out dudes for fucking, like, who don't kneel black enough. Like, he's crazy. How are numbers? How's the, how's the ratings? How's the money? How's the, the deals? No one gives a single fuck. They're all going to watch football. You're going to watch football next week, even though the the refs literally fucked up 11 games this week. Yes, exactly. So just make the rules and stick by them, and then just fucking go, this is the way it is now. But don't have shithead fake rules that are like pretending to protect people, but they really don't. You're... A, a hand is not allowed to touch Tom Brady's fa- face mask at any point during any football game. Who does that protect? It protects no one. Well, we have one last call, and I know it's a little dated because it was during the World Series. But I got to give love to our boy Jesus. Jesus came out to uh, to the show last night, and I hit him with a uh, I hit I I threw a Dodgers joke in to start the show. And he came up to me after. He's like, too soon, bro. Too soon. I said, uh, I said I got invited to a lot of Halloween parties. 
and I didn't want to go to any of them. So when people asked me what I was going to be for Halloween, I just said the Dodgers in the World Series and then didn't show up. Ooh. The whole crowd gave me a ooh. You would think I did a fucking rape joke. I bet. Well, he left a call the night where all the Dodgers fans left in the 18-inning, what was it, game four? And, it's, and and his call is just now, the caravan of his call is just now making it to the border. <laughs> <laughs> it's a raw call. That's why I want to play it. Okay. Because I think he's coming to grips with L.A. fans. L.A. sports fans, I should say. Hey, Kiwi, como están? Jesus calling from Dirtback HQ. So I just saw the picture that you guys tweeted from uh, the Dirty Sports account of Dodger Stadium being empty as shit. It's the bottom of the 15th, still tied, and I'm fucking disgusted. I'm 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 fucking outraged. I felt a a kind of rage that I haven't felt in a while, knowing that there are pieces of shit in this world that would pay that kind of money to go to a game like this, uh, a game that a guy like Walt Ruther would probably bust a fucking nut to be at, <laughs> where you would be able to tell your kids, I was at a record-breaking World Series game. like, And these, and these stupid fucks, they go and they say, oh, well, I'm tired, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home, or whatever the fuck these these human sacks of shit do here in LA and my wife just showed me some some fucking cunt on Instagram that she had tickets behind home plate and she fucking took off and and, and she posted a video of herself watching it at home I'm at home watching it what the fuck man fuck LA you know I'd be lying if I didn't say it bothered me when you guys would talk shit about LA but you know what yeah fuck this place man Fuck this place, fuck these people. I'm I'm fucking disgusted. Take it easy. It's gotta be especially tough for our Mexican fans. First, Dodger Stadium steals their land, <laughs> drives people out of their homes, puts a stadium there. A couple years later, the Mexicans are the only ones who go to the games and stay. Yeah. I mean, that was a very heartfelt call. It's like him coming to grips with the bad fans that this city has. Yeah. Look, L.A., you know, you talked before about fake people. L.A., it's like people go to the game to Instagram it. Once they got the post up, what do I need to stay for? I was here. It happened. I was here. I'm trying to think, when is the last time I left a game early where I didn't have to be somewhere else? I mean, I couldn't tell you. You're already there. This whole notion, and this goes to any city, this whole notion of I'm beating traffic, you already have to get, what is the difference of 30 to 45 minutes? Yeah. Why does it matter? Yeah. Don't leave games early, guys. I mean, even last week, when we went to that Navy-Notre Dame game, Navy was losing 27 to nothing at halftime. Yeah. But it's like you made a commitment to go to the game. That's yeah. your day. That was the thing. Like, we didn't leave early. Fucking, 
and we sat in horrible traffic to get out. But it's like that's part. That's all part of going to the fucking game. Either you're in for the game or you're not in for the game. It's like going and then br- packing a sandwich. Why? You already committed. You're going to a ball game. Eat a fucking hot dog. Like, just go and be a fucking fan. Go for the experience. I go to Dodgers games all the time. My team's not even fucking playing. I still t- stay till the end. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like it, experiencing these games. And he's right. Like, that is a memory that you would always have. Like, like I, I don't know how many times I can say it. My best sports memory ever is game one of the World Series in 1990. My best sports memory. It doesn't even compare. I went to game two of the NLCS that year against the Pirates. Great game, too, that the Reds won uh, two to one. But, like, that doesn't even compare. It's like, come on. Record-breaking game. What's wrong with you people? And beat traffic. Where are you going? And, and that's why when, when fans do leave, like, game six of, what was it, the 2013 NBA Finals down in Miami, that's why when fans leave, they should get absolutely destroyed on social media. Yeah. You're, you're leaving a finals game with all-timers? You're watching all-timers like LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili. You're seeing all these literally Hall of Famers? You're going to leave that game? Yeah. I just think about the value. Like, I already bought the ticket. I'm already here. What am I fucking doing? I mean, if if I went to a game and somebody wanted to leave early, I wouldn't be friends with that person anymore. I'd be like, we're done. The question is, you go to a game with a girl, and she's like, let's see, Bradley. You shouldn't have come in the first place then. You didn't want to come to this game. Yeah. It's the same thing. Do you leave movies early? Leave comedy shows early? Go to fucking, go to play? You just go to book a morm? You don't stay for the end? Don't be don't be that guy. Don't be that girl. Do not leave sports games. Just don't go in the first place then. Yeah. Just don't go. Like I know next week, right? It's a one o'clock or one twenty five Rams game. I know, Prano, I'm not getting back. Till what time do you think I'll get back from that game? When I take the train, traffic. I mean it's a one o'clock game, it's over at four. 430 430 probably 6 that's what I'm saying yeah I just know that going in planning my day around that anyway Dirtball Hotline is 310-359-8365 once again my apologies I'll have to look at YouTube I don't know what happened today guys we were all set up and uh, I'll have to review it You can see Joe this weekend. I know that. Yeah, in the Bay Area, Friday in San Francisco, Saturday in Oakland, Sunday in Santa Cruz, uh, Tuesday in Marin County at the Throckmorton Theater. Monday is still being reserved for Nick Mullins versus arrested Kyle Laluetta. You should go. You know why you should go? It's a new stadium. Have you been there? I haven't, no. Okay, it's a new stadium. I'd love to hear from you firsthand what it's like to go to a stadium 45 minutes away from the city, or 45 miles, I should say. I'll be out there. It's 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 looking about it's about 60-40 I'm going right now. 
So we'll see. Should go the Nick Mullins story. Yeah, I have a feeling he's not going to have as good a second game. We'll see. Uh, come see me there at Fix Your Life on Twitter at Joe Prano on Instagram. Go to JoePrano.com. I've got some other shows coming up. I'll be in Tahoe in December. Gonna, uh, about to start loading up my New York East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut dates for January. So stay on JoePrano.com. You can go to JoePrano.com for stickers and shirts and all those things. So. All right, guys, me at Andy Ruther on all social media at the Dirty Sports for us. And thank you to everyone who has sent in an iTunes review. Drop your Twitter handle in that iTunes review. Uh, I had some koozies sent back to me because the post office is just that's a whole other don't even get me started. I'm just I'm not I'm not paying three fifty. It's a it's a it's a, basically I take my chances. So some of you guys had stuff shipped back. Let me see here. Like Alex Tim's, they shipped your stuff back. I will get it to you this week, buddy. I have more people I will get it to. All right, guys, that is the show. Thank you for listening, and most importantly, don't forget condoms are for pussies. <laughs>